song she's like i've got who's it's and what's it's and like whatever galore and she's like all fascinated by like the fork and things it's like for hair just imagine like how she'd react oh, to, like a snake okay oh i thought you were trying to say she'd freak out because like it would be like i like she was scared of it no she'd be amazed because yeah it. a reminder of a filleting knife and you know it was a fish woman that, yeah. <laughs> see i was going with like more like trauma from like ursula's like little like eel people oh that could be too okay well welcome to infinity content number two uh i am one third of your hosts trevor with roman and colton and today we are going to talk about um the pun our podcast is named after infinity gauntlet which we did not tell anybody that we were reading basically because we wanted to be a surprise and in hindsight i realized we should probably told people sooner yeah we'll get to give a heads up every once in a while but I'm super happy we did this one as one of our first three because I really enjoyed it and I finished it just a couple hours ago for the second time. So (laughs) here we go. Yeah, I really enjoyed this too, uh, more than I I remembered. It's a nice surprise. When was the last time you read this, Roman? When it came out as issues. Really? Do you you know? Sometime in the 90s. In the 90s? Early 90s. Might do some research to find out when this one came out because I want to come prepared a little bit more. I want to say... I was still at Western, so that was early, well, mid-90s, maybe. Mid-90s? Yeah. How big was it when it like came out? Like, Was everybody like going crazy over it and tearing it apart? Yeah, it was, it was pretty huge because it was the first time that Marvel had done, well, a, a, a infinity event where Thanos actually had the stones. I mean, before that, he had done things in the 70s, like the Cosmic Cube and everything. But this was the first big, huge crossover and, you know, the rumors were that people were going to die and everything. And everybody was like, wow, this is amazing. And die, they do. Yeah, yeah. Of course, George Perez, still a hot artist. I mean, I guess he's still a hot artist now, but really big then. Yeah. Let's see. Infinity Gauntlet storyline came out. Da, 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 da. Um, vamping, vamping, still trying to stall till I figure <laughs> out when it came out. Uh, Wikipedia fandom failed me there. Oh, no. Uh, July through December 1991 was the publication date. So, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Not just the 90s, like right at the geez. tip of the 90s. It, it so, ended during the year, I, the month I was born and the year I was born. <laughs> wow. So actually, that was before, that was right before I moved to Western. That was be- or Bellingham. That was before I got to Western. Really? Yeah, so, I was in community college. Uh, where'd you go to community college? Uh, Olympic College in Bremerton, Washington. Oh, yeah, it's in my neck of the woods. I'm from Shelton. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> I've been to Shelton. Not in quite a while. That's probably the reason why you're still not in Shelton or in the Bremerton area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, so same as last time, why don't we we'll break it down into chapters? I think there was, yeah, five, six chapters of this, and we can kind of huge chapters huge yeah. chapter yeah i was surprised yeah, these definitely felt bigger than normal current issues and stuff yeah well i remember i think it was a what they called then a baxter format series mm. so they were thicker issues really than the normal comic i liked it i liked it a lot i did too see i kept thinking when i was reading the first uh issue or chapter that they just didn't have like hard lines between each of them and i was like when i finally got to it i was like wow that was one issue yeah, I wanted to take notes, and then when I was taking notes at the coffee shop, I was like, okay, this is still chapter one, but we're on, <laughs> we're on page 46. Oh, it just ended. Okay, that was a long one. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I guess I guess we should say, of course, spoilers. Yeah, spoiler heavy. So, Not you know, just spoiler heavy. Like, 
just spoiled. Just spoiled all over. It's <laughs> all around past the expiration date. Yeah, milk that's been left out for three weeks in the hot sun. So yeah, uh, if if for people that are listening to this, if you haven't read it yet, definitely, if you get a chance, pick it up, read it through. Uh, if not, yeah, just get ready to hear a bunch of uh, a bunch of dudes give their interpretation of what they read and their thoughts on it. But yeah, if you've read it, follow along and let's all go on an adventure together, hand in hand and hand in hand. gauntlet. Hand in gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to wear the gauntlet though? We we can switch out. Switch out. Yeah. I got I leave a little bit of sweat residue uh, when I wear gloves though. Roman. Okay, well you get to wear last. Last. <laughs> And yeah, that's probably good because who knows what will happen when that power goes to your head. <laughs> I can remove, use the power to remove the sweat from my hands. That's true. You just got to be really creative. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, start off in that chapter one. Um, so, I, so I like this paneling in page one where it starts out very, very tiny. And it like, looks like lines, but it, it's panels at the same time. Mm-hmm. Do you, can, you consider those panels? I like how yeah they slowly get bigger and bigger. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, as you descend to the planet's surface. Yeah, it reminded me of like a Star Wars thing where like it's fading up. Yeah, and I love that opening, well, whole page broken up into those panels. And when you get to the planet's surface, there's footprints in the, uh, just reminded me, you know, that religious god footprints in the sand thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was very nice. And then, yeah, the next page is just big old letters spelling God with with all the people writing um, the this story written in some rocks on the side. So we got Jim Starlin as the writer, George Perez on pencils, Joseph Rubenstein with Tom Christopher and inkers, Jack Morelli colorists, Max Scheel, Ian Laughlin, editor Greg Anderson, and Tom DeFalco. This is the team that brought one of the big stories to Marvel. One of the biggest ones, the one that all the movies are building towards. Yeah, Yeah, this was huge. So first shot, we've got... um, Thanos standing there. Apparently, he made this big sign, uh, admiring his work. And you got Mephisto, so he's basically the devil, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I just say I love this splash page too, because I, I, this is one of the things I forgot that was in the issue where you turn that first page and it just says God. God. Yeah. And then Thanos is looking at, admiring his his new godhood. But yeah, Mephisto is. At times they've said that's the devil in the Marvel Universe. At other times they've said, I think because in the 70s they had some splashback where people were like, you've actually got Satan? That's that's wrong. Oh. And they were like, well, he's a major demon that claims to be Satan, but there's other ones. So yeah, could or could not there's be Satan. Factions, yeah. yeah. When I look at him, all I see is the robot devil from Futurama. Oh, yeah, the red <laughs> one. I, I could see that, definitely. So, yeah, we've got uh, Thanos just apparently being super all-powerful and basically a, he's feeling himself feeling himself the interpretation of the devil is kind of saying like i'm worshiping you so i guess that definitely speaks volumes because if he's like this big entity that's known as kind of the devil of some realm bowing down to some dude that's already starts off as an important thing i like this next page though page nine with dr strange where we get introduced to the master of the mystic arts before Benedict Cumberbatch took over him and gave him multiple accents. But I like this line here where he says, um, he talks about that there's even secrets in the heavens that he doesn't know, that he doesn't know. And he's just like, Dr. Strange is a mage, not some all knowing deity kind of going back to Mm. like the, like the, I mean the concept of like God and 
like what you can and can't mm-hmm. do kind of thing. I like that a lot. So does everybody know about the Infinity Stones at this point? I was gonna. So that's something I want to ask Roman. So you, I think we talked before. You said there was a story that came before this where Thanos assembles the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Well, that's one of the cool things about this. Jim Starlin, who wrote this, wrote um, Captain Mar- Marvel in the seventies, and he created and introduced Thanos, and mm-hmm. I think Adam Warlock maybe. But he did a first major cosmic storyline back then that Adam Warlock had the, uh, I think, the soul gem. Yeah, mm-hmm. in his forehead. I remember yeah, reading yeah. that kind of Wikipedia and article. T- oh, times like he got tra- yeah, at times he got trapped in the soul world within the gem and that kind of thing, and he always ended up fighting Thanos, and he was... They had a big storyline where Thanos got a cosmic cube and tried to take over the universe, mm-hmm. and Thing and Spider-Man and Captain that Captain Marvel and Warlock, they all fought him, and Captain Marvel eventually beat him. Beat him. Um, and I think from that, Thanos became aware, first of the soul gem, and then that there were other gems out there. After that. So that's when he started thinking, okay, Cosmic Cube didn't work. I need these. And that's when, like, and that's kind of where they're, they took elements, I mean, from the cinematic universe, going off rail for a second. The cinematic universe, like the Cosmic Cube is actually an Infinity Stone in the mm-hmm. movie. Mm. And they're using, for Vision, though, they're kind of, they took elements from Adam Warlock and put it into Vision with the Mind Stone. Right. Yeah. And yeah, kind of giving also. Uh, the Maximoff twins their powers like very like yeah they're taking some elements from this and the how the Infinity Stones work and the Cosmic Cube mashing it all together and inevitably changing how the comics are apparently going to have the Infinity Stones as we're finding out in the new like Infinity Countdown issue I just like how the image of like when it's talking about them changing how it says and there's no understanding about why this happened money (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah cinematic universe and so new readers can understand what's going on um, but yeah, so I thought that was very interesting with that. So we got Doctor Strange though, with his. Uh, I guess he's like, he's like a butler. He's like he's got Wong, his wingman. Which yeah, and this they they like, don't say this anymore because it's not it's so un PC. Yeah, but it's so offensive. But they used to always refer to Wong as his manservant. Yeah, that's what I. That's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically it's his butler runs the household. Why Doctor Strange is like astral projecting and yeah and in the current one he doesn't call him master or anything he just says steven and like yeah like friends yeah they're buddies now yeah i was like wow that's very yeah of the time kind of thing (laughs) he's also got like a minotaur servant too yeah which i'd forgotten about rintra and i had to look him up um i don't think i wrote it down but yeah i had to look up he was just a low level mystically gifted dude from another dimension Mm -hmm. that became an apprentice of doctors because he used to have lots of apprentices at various times yeah, not all at once usually, but mm-hmm. like in the current run, he's got that woman whose name Zelma, I forget. Yeah. Zelma. Ooh, yeah, I'm something like an Apprentice War event that should be written by Marvel. Oh, there we cool. go. Donnie Cates will do that. Yeah. The, the current Doctor Strange story, I I don't know if you've been keeping up with it, but I really like the idea of like magic and there is a there is a price you pay for it, a cost in some form yeah. or another that require that will you have to require to give before you can use that magic. So that could be bleeding from the eyes or throwing up black vomit. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that too. That was really cool. That's just called being a rock star. Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Strange is a rock star. He does the metal horns all he the time. He does do the metal. I mean, yeah, I gotta say, I rock love on blast. I love classic Doctor Strange like this, and they're starting to maybe get back to that. But... Yeah, they're slowly alluding back to it. Yeah. Um, so for listeners that haven't read this or saw the trailer for Infinity War for the new Avengers movie, the key difference in that 
compared to this because that movie is kind of pulling from a lot of elements of that is because they didn't have rights to Fox. They had the Hulk fall through Doctor Strange's house, but uh, <laughs> in this page, actually, it turns out it's Silver Surfer in this run that uh, was busted through Doctor Strange's home and looks like he just got the shit kicked out of him. Basically saying, and yeah, saying Thanos came back. So apparently, so Thanos was dead. So this had to have happened in the run where you said Marvel, Captain Marvel beat him in a fight. Yeah, and then okay. they, and I think it was Marvel. Oh, I forget how he did it, but but Thanos ended up being a, a statue and supposedly and dead mm-hmm. as a statue. Interesting. Um, so yes, Silver Surfer tells Doctor Strange that death itself brought him back to life because death didn't want death didn't think it was fair that there was so many people alive in the universe mm. and set, I think it was that there's more alive now, now than, than have, have been dead, dead in total yeah so set Thanos out apparently bringing Thanos back to life made him stronger and then there must have been that run you were talking about where he gathered the infinity stones and assembled the gauntlet kind of thing and so yeah it sounds like I mean it's just Silver Surfer telling Doctor Strange like he is basically unstoppable yeah Yeah. and he's coming for everything and that i mean that's the first part of chapter one basically because then it cuts into or i mean it's more storytelling of the stone so yeah silver surfer and drax got in a fight with him and then somehow managed to escape by going through the soul stone so i had a a question about drax Mm -hmm. they made him really dumb in this yeah is he always this dumb because i could have I could have sworn he was, like, somewhat intelligent, but they made him really dumb in this. He is, and and I remember in the original days, because I was kind of confusing in this reading, but these three human characters, they have an interlude that are coming oh, out of this bar. Yeah. I was so confused by that. I was, Those... yeah, the first time I read this, I was, uh, before it got to the reveal, I was super confused by that. Yeah, and at first I thought, when they go, when they have the car crash, in the old 70s continuity, there's a car crash because I think, Thanos is in the middle of a battle and like f- passes overhead and causes the pe- these humans to crash off the road. Mm-hmm. And Warlock or somebody gives the uh, saves their lives by turning them into Drax, Moondragon, and or maybe it's just Drax and Moondragon because Drax is Moondragon's father. I don't know if Moondragon's even going to be in anything nowadays. I, yeah, because from what I understood, when Guardians of the Galaxy the movie came out, before that came out, Drax was supposedly a human who was reborn as yeah. Drax, and he wasn't he powered by an Infinity Stone for a while? I think I think he was. I don't quite remember that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, and yeah, I think, I don't remember exactly, but I think because of the accident, he was always really stupid, mm-hmm. and he was just a big, Drax hulking the dumb. idiot. <laughs> um, and then he, I don't think he got, I don't know if he got smart sometime before the movies, but then the movies changed also. He's actually an alien, yeah. an alien race or something, yeah. intelligent. But yeah, and at this point he's still he's still a big big doof. Yeah, it was very very interesting because yeah, I thought like the purpose of Drax was he was created to fight Thanos yeah. basically yeah. kind of thing. And I'm hoping, like based off of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he's a little bit more tougher than he looks when Thanos finally shows up because he's <laughs> not done a whole lot in those movies. Yeah, <laughs> he's really motivated, but uh, lacks execution. But damn, does Dave Bautista do like the best comedic timing ever in both those movies? <laughs> I know you don't. I know Colton doesn't like either. Well, he likes Guardians. Oh, once, but he doesn't I love like Guardians Volume of the One. 
That's why the Lifetime of Volume Two was so much harder. I consider them both like one one combined movie. That's how I see it. Oh, there's even a little. I just realized there's a little shout out here on this as these humans are getting in the car. Mm-hmm. There's a poster behind them on the wall about this kung fu exhibition. Yeah, that's 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 the Sons of the Tiger. I just saw their names: Bob Diamond, A. Brown, Hector. Yeah, yeah. Sons of the Tiger. The Sons. Of, that's an old. It's a '70s martial arts team. Oh, okay. Which eventually two of them got killed, and Hector became the White Tiger, the first White Tiger. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wait, like the hero White Tiger? Yeah. Is that like related to like the Wakanda White Tiger? No, but you you would think so because the, t- the costumes are pretty much yeah the same. Okay. Except the original White Tiger, Hector. How do you say his last name? Ayala um, wore wore these this tiger pendant. Oh, okay, so, cool. And it gave him powers. Yeah, when I first read through it, and then the second time I read through it, I, I was lazy not to open my phone and look, but I kept wondering if that was referring to something when I saw that. Uh, yeah, so you got like yeah, three schmucks all get in a car, car crash, and then yeah, some new bodies possess them. So I didn't know who it was. Yeah, at first. they start. They didn't. They didn't reveal it. But then, yeah, towards the end, so you find out that. Um, I guess we can get there when we get there. Yeah, I think because it's like chapter two stuff. But yeah, apparently three new people inhabit those bodies, and they go and post up in a hotel, and then it goes back to Thanos. So this is where I was kind of surprised by Thanos. I thought Thanos was this just super not interested in really anything, caring thing, and I knew. Before reading comics and when people talked about Thanos, we had a friend that would tell us about Thanos, and basically he was in love with death. I didn't, he was really in love he with was, death. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize how in love with death he was until I started reading this. And I think like my first notes is uh, talking about, because of that, Mephisto makes comments on, yeah, he has the power of a god, but like he's still mortal, and like his emotion is such a big weakness for him kind of thing well that's what i think i don't know if they mentioned it uh in the first chapter but they say that he is always defeated because he subconsciously gives the oh. heroes an out yeah they mentioned that coming up um, yeah. halfway through and i was yeah i was I'm like, i want to talk about that that's very interesting it um, is in this part here where mephisto is talking about how he has an epiphany and realizes the most disturbing truth that even ultimate power does not make you the master of all you survey yeah and then yeah this this page right here, 25, the comic, because he's, I mean, at this point, Thanos is still trying to win death over. And I also thought it was very interesting when, uh, so they basically teleport to the realm of death. Uh, Thanos teleports Mephisto and him, and even Mephisto, who is kind of like the devil, is kind is kind of just saying, oh, I don't even want to go here. This is not good. <laughs> so that's very interesting, because it's an like this thing is an entity um, that even it doesn't want to mess with. But, yeah, he has this huge rant on page 25 about what does it take to please her. And this, like, corpse servant is kind of talking about in this quest for him to prove himself an equal, he's actually proved himself a better to her. And he talks about how, like, like, but he loves her. And he, this, like, corpse servant's just like, but your love is, like, a bondage. It's it's like holding her down now. You're not an equal. You're better, and you're just not letting her be any anything else. Gotta let her be free to go yeah. out and reap. I thought that was really cool. And I love throughout this whole run. I love like the lights that shine in Thanos's eyes. Yeah, those are really cool. He's got a gleam in his eye. That's those for sure. Those gleams are super <laughs> sweet. Those are awesome. A little twinkle. 
Thanos children ready to pop out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, so I love how he like tries, and then he goes on this rant. He's like, love sh- or death should be worshipped because he apparently is a big nihilist yeah. and everything. So this two-page panel or this two-page spread of him making this giant shrine of death out in like the universe looks he, he really makes like cool. a death disco club shrine yeah it's super cool looking. <laughs> i love it yeah just floating there in space yeah how does how does air work in this because i will have to circle we'll well, have all, circle around to that i think they're all kind of constructs at this point so i think all of these people are all good without mm-hmm. air yeah none of them need air yeah <laughs> there well there's something i want to circle back to on that one which i'll get to especially not corpse guy corpse guy <laughs> corpse homie uh, so yeah, it's just like this whole time you've got Mephisto kind of being a wingman to Thanos, trying to help him win over win over his lady, Lady Death, and she's still not having it, still not having it. Um, and then introduces his granddaughter. Thanos brings out Nebula. Uh-huh. So this seems like the biggest change what they've been doing in current Marvel comics and the the cinematic stuff compared to apparently this because. She, yeah, she looks a little worse for wear in the <laughs> '90s. Apparently, when they made the storyline, and she got a little bit of work done, I think, uh, for the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had been killed at some point before this, so which yeah. I don't think they mention. No, or he explain just said, anyway. They said that she apparently can't die, and she's like in this like in between state of life and death. And oh. like, so, was she normal? And then he's just torturing her and making her look that way, just to show like how sinister he is. To yeah, because she was yeah. She was normal. Yeah, because the storyline. She, she when she found when he found her, she was claiming to be his granddaughter. So he took her in, and then he started doing that to her. Well, I feel like that's not gonna win Lady Death over. Be like, here, look how I treat women. This could be you. <laughs> Apparently not back then. He thought of it as a, a a monument to life and death, and like as a symbol to her kind of thing, as an example. Um, but then we get to my favorite like page is so the whole time too. The whole reason Thanos was brought back was to wipe out half the universe, and Mephisto kind of brings it back up to him. And then there's this whole par- apology where he's like talking about being a good, a good, a good partner in a relationship. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I promised to do yeah. this for you. Let me go do it." Page thirty-three is probably one of the coolest one-page like I've seen, especially from like an even in like the current comics that I've been reading now. I love this like panel by panel walk of him mm-hmm. looking at the gauntlet holding the gauntlet mephisto's just like oh he's really gonna do it and then the snap oh snap that was that snap was so intense that is a beautiful page and and yeah just the first panel's overhead shot the second panel which is also the background page is a you know shot from the front of thanos walking toward the edge of this his platform yeah death platform then we have a rear shot of him holding his the gauntlet up to the stars Mephisto says something and then close up on his fingers as he goes to the snap. Yeah. It's so well done. I, I love George Perez. He's that, one of my favorite comic book artists. That was really, really cool panel. Um, and then so then we get this cut to Spider-Man. Uh, any, anybody want to break this one down? Uh, his spidey senses are freaking out because uh, now all of a sudden people are disappearing all over uh, New York City. And Spidey is real concerned about Mary Jane being one of the disappeared. So people are sort of just gone, like a la rapture. Mm-hmm. The one complaint I had about this page is they never even told you if Mary Jane was there or not. That's true. We don't they know. Ne- they never got back to it. Yeah. Well, and they're yeah. just like, eh, whatever. We found out the end. She's not important. Yeah, she's not important. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and I love that drawing at the top of the next page of Captain America. Yeah, that's a cool 
And I, and I, it's funny. I don't know if this was just for this issue or if Avengers headquarters wants to look like that. I mean, it looks a. like the Hall of Justice from the yeah, Justice League cartoon. I was just about to say, cartoon, it looks like the Justice League Hall of Justice. <laughs> Giant A that you walk under. And... They just don't have, the, they don't have like the, the pool going across <laughs> the front. Yeah. Um, who's this? So in this page, he meets Hawkeye in some lady oh. named Cersei. Who is that? Cersei was an Avenger for, for a minute. Um, she's Literally a minute. one of the Eternals. The Jack Jack Kirby's Eternals, uh, really, Icar- Icarus and Makari. They're all. I mean, they all have names based on Greek and Roman gods. Okay, but they're one of the Eternals. They're, the Eternals are the like sister race to the Inhumans. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. And she's a uh, like Cersei in myth. She's she can change people's shapes. She can turn people into pigs and whatever. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Is uh, Thanos a Jack Kirby creation? No, he's no. Jim Starlin. Yeah, uh, who wrote this? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack Kirby, he did, for Marvel, I mean, he did, like... Oh, yeah. Just he did a lot of stuff. All the classics. Yeah. FF, Avengers, Iron Man. Well, I don't know if he did Iron Man. No, I don't I don't know. But he did, uh, yeah, and then, I mean... Captain America, Captain of course. America. Oh. I just remember, like, finding out one of my favorite things was uh, when I used to, like, watch the old X-Men shows, or, like, the X-Men Evolution like learning about Kirby dots. Mm, like yeah. I love the I love the animation <laughs> for the Kirby dots cuz I like the character Sunspot from oh, like yeah. the New Mutants. And I was like what is like those bubbles things? I just remember in the trivia it's like fun fact those are Kirby dots. Like, cool. And that's something that George Perez was always well you, like you see it here on page 19 behind Thanos when he shoots out a blast. You see all those Kirby dots cuz cuz George Perez always put a lot of those into. Yeah, really cool. I love the dots. Um so then Basically, we've got Captain America also sees two Avengers disappear. He just realize he's just knowing like it's only gonna go downhill from here. We get a shot of Nick Fury up in a space station and looking oh, at some can stuff. I interrupt? Just yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That one, I love that one panel where Cap the look on his face. Yeah, that, and he actually says that he that he's scared. Yeah, that <laughs> was I. I love the detail of that face. It stands out more than like the other pictures for some reason in this like these two pages of him. Um, not just because he's scared. It's but... like the most like yikes face yeah. I think I've ever seen on Caps. Yeah. yeah. Mug. <laughs> Ooh, jeez. Uh, okay, there. <laughs> he's like, oh, thank goodness it wasn't me. <laughs> um, so then we've also got like Nick Fury hanging out in a space station, talking with the president about stuff disappearing, and then we get like another page where you get to see what's going on with the Hulk, who apparently drinks wears, a lot of beer. W- drinks a lot of beer and wears clothes. Yeah. At this point, the Hulk was, uh, and he has kind of a bowl cut. He had, he was smart, smarter mm-hmm. than usual, mm-hmm. and he kind of had, not quite Bruce Banner's smarts, but he had a little bit of Banner's intelligence, I guess. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk like Banner or anything. He was still gruff and, mm-hmm. you know, always ready to get in a fight. So has there been like, iter- so there's been multiple iterations then of him getting more intelligent. Yeah, because I think before this or after this, I think after this, he there's a point where he actually is Bruce Banner's brain and personality but in the in whole body. body yeah because it seems like in the new marvel there's been a couple times where he's also had like been smarter than bruce yeah. banner or as smart as bruce banner or is completely cognizant of what's going on and aware i think one of my favorite events was original sin where you find out mm. that tony stark played uh like accidentally played a part in creating the hulk because he was drunk so the hulk realizes that and goes after him and not only does he go after him, but he's also going after him with a chip in his brain because the Hulk got shot in the head. Yeah. And he put a chip in him to make him, like, 
like have all of Bruce Banner's like memories and like functions and stuff. So he's like, he's the brain and the brawn, which you did not want. <laughs> that was, a, I'll have to show you that, like that, Colton, because that yeah. was a really good run. Because like Iron Man's just like, oh shit, <laughs> when he finds out the Hulk's coming after him, he turns a city against the Hulk to try to like stop him. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a that was a great. That was the best thing, other than the main series. That was the yeah. best thing out of that. It was it was super good. Um, so we go back to, then there's like these like kind of two throwaway pages that are spread out. Just in people here. reacting. Yeah, the reaction. So you got. The Scroll Empire, which is an alien race that's dealt with the Marvel Universe a bunch of times. That doesn't really matter at all for the story. No, it doesn't. And then, and a couple pages later, there's the Kree Empire. So there's the Kree. Doesn't think really the, matter. <laughs> yeah, the Kree think the Scroll wiped out half their race. Uh, the Scroll think the Kree, or the Kree think the Scroll did it. The Scroll think the Kree did it because, like, Thanos literally wiped out half the universe. Yeah. Not just on Earth, but everywhere. Everybody's freaking out dealing with it. Uh, we go back to Doctor Strange. And Silver Surfer talking. Silver Surfer is freaking out. Kind of was like an Obi Wan moment, you know. It's yeah. like, oh, all the voices silenced mm. at once. Yeah, yeah. that was, and yeah, like feeling that they're all dying, dying. He can feel them, and then Wong disappears. So then Doctor Strange loses it there. Um, so then we cut to Eros. So this is stuff I don't really know much about Thanos's origin story except what they said in here. So apparently, so I'll see if I get this right. So he's from a, he's from. A planet, um, a satellite moon on Saturn, mm-hmm. from a race of like, are they like demigods, basically? Actually, and it never says this in here, but actually, the the beings on Titan, mm-hmm. they're actually they're actually also Eternals, so they're related to the Eternals I mentioned earlier on Earth. Oh, really? And they're just referred to as the Titanian Eternals, or okay. But yeah, Thanos was born. Star Fox, who was also once an Avenger, is is he like so? And he's also the brother of Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Thanos is his brother. Their father is this guy here in the green mentor. Um, <coughs> and later on, like a couple, few years back, they had a great Thanos series where they delved into Thanos's childhood and everything, mm-hmm. and how death has been kind of manipulating so, and mm-hmm. been a big part. The of whole it. big picture thing of Thanos and death—it's really an abusive, manipulative relationship where she's. The abusive, manipulative one. Really, <laughs> but Thanos thinks maybe he's got a better hand in things. <laughs> really, interesting. It's all who's playing, who's playing who kind of thing. Yeah, that's death always wins in the end. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, we get this cut to them. Uh, Eros is introducing, I guess. So there's a character in the Marvel universe called Galactus, who eats planets, and then he has like this herald that, like, what exactly does the herald do again? Oh, um, the the herald scouts out ahead all around the universe to find him suitable planets to eat. Okay. Um, and some, like the Silver Surfer, was Silver eventually Surfer got so upset by it that he felt guilty, you know, and everything. But a lot of heralds don't. And backed out. Yeah. So then we get introduced to another one who is a fire a fire twirler. Yeah, fire, fire Lord. Fire Lord. He's got a, big, got a big Q-tip of fire. Yeah, he was one of the heralds after the Silver Surfer left. Okay. And then you just got, like, I love how... In this page, too, you've got Drax just hanging out with them. They don't mention anything about Drax fighting and getting beat by Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. No. Or anything, but then... He's just hanging out watching Alf. Yeah, <laughs> watching Alf. And then the mentor, so Eros and Thanos' dad, disappears. And then we get a really cool page of, like, a really cool half panel of Thanos at the bottom. With those shiny eyes. What is with those shiny eyes, yeah. <laughs> blending in with the universe. That looked really cool. 
And then we cut back to those mm. three people that died in a car accident who are now in other bodies. I totally thought that all they were going to be is kind of like our perspective on what, like the human aspect of mm-hmm. the event, but no, then they just transform. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I thought too, because I'd forgotten that they were part of the story. So yeah, they're slowly transforming into, well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. I, I, I knew because I recognized them, but. <laughs> I, I, I recognized the cocoon and who it was going to be yeah. on page 45. Once they said the name of the other person, I vaguely remember seeing something about that character, but I don't know much about. And then at the very end, that's I found out who the girl was, mm. um, which I don't know if we want to talk about that now or we want to wait mm. for the reveal. Yeah, let's wait for the reveal. Okay. Um, speaking of nihilism, so that's the end of chapter one. Uh, mostly I just said... That was only chapter one? That was only chapter <laughs> one. <laughs> Big yeah. chapters. Yeah, my notes were the yeah the power of a god, but like the mortal weakness of like the mind... Uh, my other note was, holy shit, page 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, the obsession with death was very interesting, and I was curious to why the Hulk wore clothes. Like, just, like, as he gets smarter, does he put more layers on kind of thing? War clothes. Oh, because he was wearing pants and a shirt, the Hulk. Oh, the Hulk. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I want, like... Yeah, I he... think I think just at this point, he was he was like, well, I'm a little smarter. I don't have to dress like some yeah. bum. I like to think <laughs> if he gets, like, as smart as Bruce Banner, he wears, like, fully, like, turtleneck and, like, a jacket, like, a nice, like, a tweed little, little jacket. Hat. Yeah, and a hat. Like, he's fully bundled <laughs> did, up. Did you ever read it when uh, when he was also using the alias Joe Fix-It? No. Where he, he was a bouncer in Vegas. He was smaller and gray, and he was a bouncer in Vegas, so oh. he wore, like, basically a kind of a 30s gangster style suit with a tie and, and a little and a hat jesus oh my god <laughs> that was before all this <laughs> i took a note in here somewhere that apparently there's an image in the first chapter with a t-rex puking its own skeleton i can't what? find it anywhere really oh i know where that's at yeah 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 um i didn't i was just at it a second ago oh it's on uh, page 17 yeah it's vomiting its own skeleton which i i can relate to that on a friday night and I love the oh, like, that one. the yellow energy at the bottom that's making Thanos' face. I love like that like how it's like tied in, like almost blends in if you're not paying attention, kind of thing. Yeah, I, George Perez. It's funny when I was a kid, he was drawing. I think he was drawing Avengers, mm-hmm. and then he went to Fantastic Four after that, and then a while after that, he did Teen Titans. So oh. like my whole childhood is George, George Perez. Perez. And you said he's stars. is he still doing stuff? He is. He had some kind of. Uh, damage to his hands a few years ago so his artwork isn't quite i mean it's pretty amazing that he is still, still doing, doing artwork and was that, able to yeah. recover enough because he does highly detailed artwork so it's not as highly detailed as it used to be but yeah he's still working i think he should do dr strange oh yeah that would be the, he can relate to it so relatable and i would like i think that art would be like, speak <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> that, that page really 40 good. here this middle panel where strange is off to the left and He's staying off to the left, and then there's a close-up of the eye of Agamotto, and it's the eye is open, and it shows the actions happening on the page. Yeah. So it transitions from the the scroll empire to strange, and then oh, here's what's going on with him and Wong and the Surfer. Yeah, that was cool. And then it proceeds to normal panels. I was like, wow, that's. I love some so of the cool. doc- I love some of the Doctor Strange panels that's coming up in this. I think it's chapter two. Um, so yeah, chapter two, uh, bad to worse. <laughs> so we've got Avengers are all trying to help deal with the crisis of people missing so there's a plane that crashed so questions on this one 
Vision is all white. Mm-hmm. Do that was because in God, I think it was in West Coast Avengers at the time, which John Byrne was writing. Um, the Vision was destroyed and rebuilt, brought back, and I. And when he was rebuilt and brought back, he was all white. They just were too and lazy I forget, to put a coat of paint on him. They're like, mm. now I wish I had Googled that because I forget why he was all white. I thought it's a poor design. Like, he's going to show all the dirt from his fighting. Yeah. I know. They should. They probably just got That's lazy. That's why he doesn't do much in this because he's like, ah, I don't, I don't want to get dirty. dirty. Yeah, he looks <laughs> nice and new. Like, they probably yeah. just stopped after primering him. They're like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like... I feel like that's how the D and D people that paint like figurines must feel like like the little brushes dip. like dip and like get it in there like paint all over your fingers. I gotta get it just right. And then so there's Thor who's not Thor, not Thor, um, which they kind of like weirdly throw in at different spots, which I'll get to in another spot. And then okay, there's another hero we get introduced to on page fifty, Quasar. Quasar used to be. Who first Wendell Vaughn? He first showed up as a villain named Marvel Boy that fought the FF in the like the six late sixties, early seventies. Okay. 70s. Um, and Marvel Boy was an even older character from Marvel from the fifties when they were doing sci-fi and monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wendell Vaughn either was the same guy or became him, but then they brought him back as Quasar, and he has the Nega bands, which is what Captain Marvel that Captain Marvel had, mm-hmm. the one that had killed Thanos. Wait, is there a difference between Ma- Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel? Well, his real name, he was Kree, and his actual name is Mar-Vel. Oh. But of course, on Earth, everybody called him Captain Marvel. Yeah, and do you know how Captain Marvel has her powers, though? No. Hmm. Do you do you want to explain? I mean, oh, I only know, like, as far as I know, like, you can fill in the gaps, is... She got like blasted with a battery of Cree, like from Cree technology, and that's what gave her power. So she's like a weird Cree human hybrid because yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, Which happened in the old Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel's series, because mm-hmm. she was a supporting character in that. Yeah. So then, she, and then, yeah, now she eventually took the role of that. She, first, she became Miss Marvel. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. then after Captain Marvel passed away, wasn't it like from cancer? Yeah. He passed and, away from cancer. She took up the mantle of. Captain Marvel. What, did she change her outfit then when she became Captain Marvel? Because I remember Ms. Marvel, she had like the sash, like belt waist. Yeah, she thing. had like that black leather. With the lightning. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And then when she became Captain Marvel, was that like when she slowly got, when she got the new costume design that she's been currently wearing, yeah. basically? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, Quasar, which I really liked him. I mean, he was a cosmic character, super powerful, but not that you could tell from this particular mm-hmm. series, but super powerful, <laughs> and but he was kind of a dork. I thought was cool. I don't like this costume he's wearing in mm-hmm. this series. He had a much cooler costume. Really? Until this series. <laughs> I like this thing that he works for called Epoch. Yeah. And it's like a green swamp looking face with red hair. And then it's got an eyeball sticking out of the side of it. A giant eyeball. I don't know what I that's to, supposed to be. <laughs> I had to look it up because I was like, wait, is this thing related to Ego, the living planet? Because it's kind of just a big floating head, head in yeah. space. But it no, it turns out it's thread. actually. I think it's the. <laughs> I think it's the um, offspring of. Oh jeez, who was it? I didn't write it down. I should have. Um, two other cos. Another cosmic character that's really? not ego. It definitely has a, a face only a mother could love. It might be an offspring of eternity, maybe. Or Quasar, because apparently it can make Quasar the guy become Quasar. Yeah, and at this or... point in the series, Epoch was 
like Quasar, they were they were partners in fighting cosmic crime. Interesting. Epoch would like let them know <laughs> when there was something horrible going down. Quasar, the time is now. Yeah, I told you, Epoch, <laughs> stop calling me right now. I'm I, busy. I thought it was cute. Apparently, Quasar had a secure his Earth business with a security, security but it's in the yeah. Baxter Building. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was in the Baxter Building. The oh yeah, I see the four there. Yeah, the FF's nice. old building. <laughs> Do you think they know that he's Quasar? They're just like, where did uh, where did our, where did our security guy go? I think they did know. Oh, they did know. Yeah, because in the old thing, Marvel Two in One series, Quasar and him teamed up a few times, and Wendell Vaughn used to work at Project Pegasus, which is where the thing was like the security dude. I think it'd be funny if like all the like, ops employees were actually like different superheroes, and none of them knew it. Like their their barista was like a superhero, and they had no idea their their legal consultant was Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk, and they didn't know she was She-Hulk. And nobody ever noticed that every. They would have those moments where they're like, hey, where'd everybody go? Because yeah. they've gone too. So they would never notice that everybody took off. Weird work. Like they're all at an office party and like all their phones start going off. Like, I got to go. Like, <laughs> and the Fantastic Four's like, where are you guys going? Like, well, you guys should stay here where it's safe. We'll go save the day. It's like, no, no, no. It's funny everybody just runs off to the bathroom and changes their costumes. Yeah. <laughs> all the stalls are full. They're like, oh, dang it. Someone's left out. Um, so then we get that other throwaway page with the creep blaming the scrolls for whatever and they get ready for war i like this page more than the scroll one because it's actually a full page talking about it and you see these dudes like getting some big blasters ready they go join the armada with these ships out in space that look cool but yeah and, yeah, and, and it means nothing yeah the kree the kree well it's it's and it's funny too because in the old days the kree and the scrolls were like the two main alien races in the marvel universe mm-hmm. in fact the, their first big marvel's first big huge event was the kree scroll war in the avengers it lasted for like five or six issues. I and mean, yeah, the Kree are this militaristic, supposed to be real badass race that you know you don't mess with the Kree. Yeah, I'll be I'll be surprised what they do in the cinematic universe because they just apparently did Kree in like Agents of Shield. Yeah. They've been doing that for a while, but they're doing scrolls in the cinematic universe. So I'd love to see what like the purpose of that. The scroll, the gold people. No, the scroll are the people with like the green. They have like the Thanos chin. Uh, yeah. Strong chin, the strong chin, the the riveted strong chin, and apparently they can like shape shift and like disguise themselves because there was a yeah. big event in Marvel that we could we could or could not read down the road uh, where they kind of like in the middle of Civil War or at some oh, point the in the Civil Secret War, Wars or Secret Invasion or whatever mm-hmm. they start replacing people mm. and like take over because yeah. they can manipulate the powers and everything of those people they take like control over. Yeah, which I thought was really yeah. cool. I remember there was a story that I read that will probably be picked down the road. Uh, but basically they like some people like some of the heroes like find a scroll kid and he's like a scientist but mm. then and he hates violence but like scrolls are all about war I guess and yeah. he does like this cool really close zoom up page and he's like let me help you because I'm a scroll and like I know war and like this kid's never fought before but apparently just like gets really intense I was like ooh that was good I remember <laughs> listening to some like sweet heavy techno music <laughs> I was like damn um, 53 was one of my favorite pages for this uh this chapter because you have this minotaur apprentice talking to dr strange who just had someone come check on the health condition of silver surfer and basically tell him yeah you're doing everything fine i mean make sure he gets water plenty of water and put him out in the sunlight you know don't overwater him yeah just treat him like a garden like a house plant <laughs> yeah, he's like a house plant <laughs> but i love this like mid conversation dr strange is having with this minotaur and all of a sudden he gets sucked out of his body Whoa. Into this psychedelic trip of like yellow, orange, and red, and is talking to Adam Warlock, though he doesn't know who it is yet. And then it goes into Adam Warlock's basically like, 
listen, I can help you all, but I need to be the leader of this. Mm. Trust me. And then it's this, I can't trust you. He's like, open your mind to me. Like, well, soul meld. They freaking bond souls or whatever. And then the cool shot of the, the eye of Agamotto. Yep. Where it shows Adam Warlock's eyes through it. And then you see Adam Warlock's eyes with Stephen Strange through it, both looking at each other. And you have the eye right above it. Like you can see the eye, like kind of shooting out of the, mm. the lens. Like this was just a cool yeah. panel overall. Yeah. I love those types of design. You can see the influence from Steve Ditko and you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Doctor Strange's original artist. And the, the bottom corner is really cool too, because you have the, the word bubbles of the smoke shooting back into his body, but it shows the little thing pointing to who's talking as the smoke part. And then mm. as it's trans, as it's like going to the right, it ends coming out of his body. So you see the speech bubble coming from two versions of him merging into one. Oh, yeah. I like that. That was really cool. That is cool. Nice catch. And then you got Dr. Doom. <laughs> I feel like Dr. Doom's whole thing is like, I have a plan. Everybody's like, Dr. Doom, we know what your plan is. You just want power for yourself. He's like, no, no, it's not. And then they're like, yeah, it is. I, no, <laughs> he says that. He's like, it might be. Like he pretty much, He's not denying it. I love that when he shows up, too, because that's such a Kirby panel there i mean i even feel like he kind of extra kirby did up i love <laughs> there's two things i liked about this page one was i i always set these expectations for villains for me especially these ones that i'm currently reading now that have had these like change of heart stories and they're trying to become heroes and it's this whole thing where he is reading the readings and then he's like i need to figure out what's going on because this is my universe and these are my people disappearing and then he goes, and no one should like tamper with what belongs to Doctor Doom. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then it's just fully like, and I could probably have a chance to get some more power out of this. My second thing was, I love how futuristic of tech he has surrounding him, and then just an old ass chair that he's sitting. Yeah, in. Yeah, he's sitting in his old like wooden chair. Yeah, carved and wooden chair, the Barbarian monarch chair. Very ornate and detailed, just with a bunch of technology around him. I always loved that about his, his outfit, too, that he's got this high-tech armor, mm-hmm. but it looks like kind of old old mm-hmm. basic Pretty. armor with a lousy cloak over it. <laughs> okay, so, a leather belt. So what's, what's, <laughs> yeah. your, what's your opinion of the new Doctor Doom wearing the Iron Man-esque armor? You know, I was really against it at first, but then I read Infamous Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I liked it, but I still want You still it, like the it, original? Yeah, I still you, want and expect Doom to go back to, to classic Doom at some really? point. I, I yeah. kind of like the new one. It looks really cool. <laughs> I, I feel like it's just up-to-date, modern, but they brought Captain America back to his original outfit. I can only mm. see them bringing Doctor Doom back to his original. But then I have to give up hope that he's going to be a good guy. I just want everybody <laughs> to be good guys. I want no comics to come out because everybody's good and there's no conflict. I have no opinion because I have hardly seen either <laughs> costumes. But you got to oh. have the bad guys because then, I mean... Who are they what is punch? good without evil? What are they going to do? Punch global warming? They're going to punch Thanos, <laughs> uh, as you see in the next about couple time. pages. Jeez. So, um, basically, in the next page, we find out his Thanos is like, you know what? I want I want my family with me, and he kidnaps Eros, who's doing research on why people are disappearing, and sucks for Eros because he's about to get the next I don't know sixty seventy pages of just crap done to him. So, Eros apparently can manipulate emotions, but he has to talk. That's his power? Yeah, his power is that. uh, I remember my Marvel handbook, he uh, has like super cosmic pheromones, basically. Ah. But he can charm anybody, he can manipulate emotions. Usually, it's he can charm people. Um, There's even a storyline, I think, in the She Hulk once 
where he uh he got he got sued by various women because apparently he's you know been a charmer ultra charming people for a long time but yeah and, and for some yeah. reason he was an avenger at one point because i guess they figured well that's good enough power <laughs> i think the only time i've seen him was in uh the rage of ultron stories like the only oh. time i've seen him like show up now yeah they, i think they mentioned pheromones in there too that's interesting uh but he also has one of the most terrifying things i'm afraid of happening to me they take away his mouth <laughs> thanos because he can do anything and i just the image of no mouth on a like a face on a head in art or in yeah like a live action movie when they do special effects terrifies me that is terrifying and, and i love leading up to because where star fox there's a close-up of his smiling face he's trying to charm his brother yeah and when thanos realizes it <laughs> Yeah, it takes away his mouth. That's Whenever great. I think of a turbo without a mouth, all I think of is nice peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no sounds, no no crazy sound effects or wailing. Uh, Roman, I we had a conversation today. I just I don't know. I w- I was trying to pass by him and I just made all these terrifying wailing sounds just to go to the bathroom. It's <laughs> like what I I, I couldn't even I couldn't even come up with an explanation why I did it. I just walked by. I was like oh. <laughs> I only need some chains, and I'll think there's like a ghost in the house. <laughs> it's a ghost of Christmas present. Haunted. Um, so then we go back to the Avengers, kind of just doing a status report on who's missing. We could go down this list, I'm sure, but maybe let's just get through the rest of the book and come back to this because there's a list of heroes, and I mean, yeah, a two bunch fourths of, of the, uh, yeah, half of that I probably don't know who they are, what they do. There was actually one, and George Perez, one of the things he always like, he did Crisis on Infinite Earths. And part of the reason he wanted to do it is because he wanted to draw every single DC character that had ever existed in the company's mm-hmm. history. And he's famous for putting in all these characters. There's even one on here that uh, – ah, oh, I'm breaking. There's one on here. I don't know who it is. The one who down is- in the corner, Windshear. I'm like, who the hell is Windshear? <laughs> Let me tell you. So this is Alyssa's list of all the disappearing Avengers that they can't find. My favorite one that's missing right now is Box <laughs> at the top. Yeah. He was in Alpha Flight. See, I thought you were going to say Puck. Puck. I like the fact Mr. Fantastic is making a big four out four. of his body. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so is a uh, – and then, I mean, Human Torch is making a four. Oh, yeah, four. he's making a four. Come too. on, Sue Storm and Ben. Put yeah, some effort into it. You can't make a four with your fingers, Ben? Or, you yeah, know, Ben's make, just standing there. Do something like do a cool four, Invisible Woman. Like, geez, get lazy picture, there. Geez. It's about to come fantastic, too, for the, the amount of effort they're putting in. Um, so you find out a bunch of missing – and then it's kind of everybody dealing with the process of grieving. So we find out Thor just makes a comment. He's like, I don't want people to know I'm not Thor. Oh, right. So he's someone else. Yeah. I can't remember what they said his name was. Yeah, you want but to... functionally, he is Thor. Thor. Yeah. And they're kind of doing he's that. Thor, they're doing but... that. So I didn't know they, that was a thing that happened in the past because I, because in the current run of Mighty <laughs> right. Thor, it's Jane Foster is Thor. And as long as she holds the hammer, she becomes Thor. I didn't know that yeah. was a thing that happened it has in the past happened two with before. another character. It has happened before. Oh, gosh. That was good. That was real good. It was good Um, and bad. I hope the audio got that, and I'm going to see if I can just make it, like, super loud and echoey when we get to that part. People really get it. Do you want me to explain that now or wait until later? Uh, Who who he is. Do you know his name off the top of your head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and explain it now because I can't find the page where they see Um, his name. It's it's a human being, Eric Masterson, who I forget how Thor knew him. Oh, I think at one point when Thor was, like, in a human identity, mm-hmm. but he was still, like, looked like Thor. Yeah. He worked at a construction site, and he met this guy, Eric Masterson. And then at this point, Thor had been injured in some, you know. Cosmic event. Construction-based yeah. accident. Some, yeah. And so this guy took his place as Thor. 
Okay. And then later on, this guy became his own superhero called Thunderstrike. Oh, interesting. Who was kind of like a Thor Jr. In a Thor way. Jr. <laughs> Until he got killed. Oh yeah, I was about to say. Well, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him. I haven't seen him in any yeah, current he, stuff. He yeah, he actually killed got, again. Yeah, he actually Dick. got killed at the end of the series, and they haven't brought him back yet. Wow. <laughs> I guess Thunder only strikes once. Yeah. <laughs> then we get this cool panel of uh, Asgard with the Rainbow Bridge. I love Asgard. I love the design of Asgard and everything. And then you've got the Sky Fathers, which is basically yeah. like every Earth, a bunch of god. old gods, yeah. old gods from Earth. I would just say I'm kind of like happy to like how diverse they all are. Although it's kind of a sausage party around that table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're the Sky Fathers. And where, where are my Sky Mothers at? Sky Mothers. Uh, yeah, I know. They're actually solving the real problems why these guys all sit around the table <laughs> and argue. <laughs> I know. There's a there's a great twist to this that I love to talk. Like I can't wait. It gets to that. So the only ones I've actually seen or know anything that's had to do with like Marvel Comics is apparently Zeus and Odin because I mean at least Zeus there's a Hercules running around. Yeah. But then there's just there's a Mayan spirit, there's an there's an Egyptian, Nuwata, yeah. or the Celtic god, Russia god. Yeah. I think all of them had maybe appeared in Thor at various times in minor stories. Like I know Osiris has appeared before this story. Mm-hmm. So they're all talking and they're like we need to team up, you know Bro squad, we're gonna we're gonna save the world, save the universe. And then we go back to Quasar, hanging out with Eyeball, Growth <laughs> Man, Head. Uh, while it also cuts to those three dead people that are no longer dead, and you've got that one of them watching Alf. People really love oh, yeah. Alf, and he's watching like more, he's more of a troll. And so this is what he, so he says his name's. Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll, yeah, and his power, and he has a power, which is teleportation. Oh, oh, cool. okay. That's interesting. You know, I also noticed reading this as an aside, we see Pip smoking his his cigar. Mm-hmm. We see Wolverine later on, and I think somebody else, Nick Fury. Yeah. Because this is back in the days when they could, because nope. at some point in the 90s, they made a rule that you couldn't show cigarette or cigar smoking in comics, not especially not of like the main heroes, because it was yeah. a bad influence. Only bad guys can smoke. Only bad guys can smoke. <laughs> Only yeah. bad guys can look cool. <laughs> So Pip smoking, and then uh, whatever's in that cocoon became a beautiful butterfly and says, we're going after <laughs> Thanos, and Pip's just like, okay, here we go. Uh, go back to Silver Surfer. He's got all that photosynthesis done. He wakes up to Doctor Doom hanging out with uh, Doctor Strange beat up. You know, two doctors in the room, and can't oh. can't all play nice. Yeah, that's bad news because Surfer and Doom have history. They do. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and a storyline in the ff doom tricked the silver surfer because i think he was still trapped on earth then doom tricked him into thinking that he was a, a good guy oh okay and then he and i think he told the surfer i can i can make it so you can escape the barrier galactus put around the planet and he put surfer in this machine and then he stole surfer's power to oh make, to make himself like cosmic doom oh kind of like that <laughs> fantastic four movie <laughs> oh yeah right yeah exactly that's where they got that from stood on the board <laughs> The the one panel I love on sixty five or the two is when Silver Surfer gets up and he Silver Surfer is coming at him all hostile and then he starts the sentence off saying or I shall and then Doctor Doom finishes his sentence but I always want to like imagine it with a question mark or I shall no like uh, where he says like starts the sentence and then Doctor Doom finishes with a question mark where he's like fall victim to a superior intellect and power <laughs> as you did in our last encounter like yeah exactly that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> So Doctor Doom, just don't mess with him. And then we get the reveal that the cocoon person that was hanging out with Pip the Smoke Control was Adam Warlock. So 
Roman, I still have no idea anything about Adam Warlock except that, yeah, he had an Infinity Stone connected him for a while, and he made a cameo appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in that. Um, Adam Warlock uh, started out as a artificial being that the Conclave created in it was either Avengers or Fantastic Four in the 60s, okay. early 70s. Um, gained his own sentience and intelligence. He came, he came, they called him him. I couldn't think of a name. It was just called him. <laughs> and he was just, he was golden and beautiful. Then the Kai evolutionary, I think, kidnapped him to counter earth, which is earth on the other side of the sun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. It, and we know we're not aware of it though. Cause it's in the exact same orbit. We are, it's just on the other side you of the sun. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple stories that have come out recently with like counter earth and stuff. And they use it yeah. to explain, uh, why Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are not mutants anymore, kind of thing. Okay. Hmm. Which, yeah, I, yeah. Did you read that story? I don't, I don't think I did. Basically, what I got out of it was, uh, yeah, they went there to go fight, and they found out the High Evolutionary gave them their gifts and like created them, hmm. and said that they were Magneto's children. Like that's how they found out they weren't, and they found out that they were altered and tampered with by the High Evolutionary because they also had a sibling that lived on counter earth who had both of their powers but was better than both of them wow and that's how they explain why they're no longer mutants kind of thing which yeah because i mean they obviously had to find some way to explain how they had the rights to them still since they <laughs> yeah took them away from x-men kind of god thing. poor magneto too he keeps on losing all his kids all his kids there was an avengers story in 1977 where they thought uh scarlet witch and no no not scarlet witch before that they thought the um um polaris no, she. Act- I guess she actually is his daughter. Yeah, she is. She's the only one that still is, because they've thought at various times there was like three or four other people they thought were his kids. So. I mean, I'm sure it's less complicated than the Wolverine one. Yeah. Actually, probably yeah. easy. I mean, I think the actual the Wolverine one must be the easiest, because if they have claws coming out of them, you are the father. <laughs> uh, see, I was yeah. just thinking they need like a Maury episode with <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy with Wolverine, though. He's got so many kids running around. I mean, he's, he's such a... Daddy, like of course. Snicked, snicked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Warlock he uh, went to Counter Earth, becomes kind of grows up mentally, mm-hmm. um, becomes like this cosmic powered guy. At one point, like his bad side becomes a great cosmic villain named the Magus, and he mm-hmm. fights the Magus, and I think that leads into fighting Thanos. And somewhere in there, Warlock gets the Soul Gem, and at one point he ends up. And actually, a few times since then, he ends up going inside the gem and living there. Yeah, in, in the soul world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's a he's a, he's a powerful cosmic character. Over the years, he's become more and more powerful, like Silver Surfer levels. Really interesting. Yeah, he looks cool. I like his walking stick. Yeah, he's got a cool staff. That'd be a sweet hiking staff, going out into the woods. I like his little skull, skull like thing clasp. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he makes an appearance and reveals himself as the one that's, uh, been kind of behind it. And then we also get a cut to Thanos. Just doing some gross. Doing some gross, gross mouth things. To <laughs> yeah. his brother and his granddaughter. Still trying to appease Lady Death. She still ain't having it. Still nope. ain't having it. Um, and then they go back to Adam Warlock talking with Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer. Another cut to Thanos. Still doing some torture stuff. He's just, I mean, it's He's like playing checkers with them and unraveling them. Yeah, his mind is just all over the place, um, getting kind of kind of crazy. And then finally just snaps, and then a big energy explosion happens. So it's like a big shockwave. 
and I love how the narration of the character that you that's not revealed yet explains what's happening next or like the beauty and like of a sun being destroyed of another planet and then he's just like my my food he destroyed my food and then you get Galactus so Colton how much do you know about Galactus uh, I know in the Fairly Odd Parents they did a spoof of him uh, <laughs> and they had the Odd Parents or the <laughs> Fairy Odd Parents be uh, Silver Surfers and that's about it. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, yeah, they oh. turn Timmy into Galactus. Oh, geez. And then the parents are superheroes, and they fight him. And he has, like, sausage vision. Oh, my God. Can we go on Hulu and see if that's there? <laughs> I want to see if that's on. I want to see the sausage vision. Which hard man. I should see that. Uh, so all I know from Galactus is apparently he was some race of alien that got a hold of a technology that evolved him to, like, way ahead of his time. But because of whatever he like, energy he absorbed from that evolution made him like need to eat planets. Um, kind of roughly, he's mm-hmm. he's the last survivor of the universe that existed before our Big Bang. Oh, um, and and he got into that technology. I think that allowed him survive the Big Bang. That was the death of his universe and the birth of our universe. So then he was in our universe, and that tech, that egg he was in, or whatever evolved him and but and made him the only thing that could give him sustenance was the life energy of planets wow we well i think yeah it was ty and i believe we were both talking about there's a character in dc that has pretty much the same exact origin who survived oh, uh um, the green lantern it was in the green yeah. La- it was in a new 52 green lantern story he survived the death of his universe yeah and chronos chrona 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 yeah Krona. or not chrona not no not, not chrona it's someone else. It's this oh. big, tall-looking dude. It's basically like Galactus. Um, but his whole thing is, I guess in that, he realizes that the Green Lantern powers are all like coming from a reservoir. And when that it runs out, then the universe is done. And then it like wipes itself out. So the whole story arc is him taking out all the Lantern cores and absorbing all the energy to try to replenish the, the reservoir. Basically, apparently, not a lot of people liked it and want to forget it. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was fine, but I wish they wouldn't have just like completely like dismissed it and not talked about it a little bit more. They kind of brought the yeah. character back at one point, but I thought it was fine. But yeah, so you know, there's not a wealth of a well of unique characters all the time. DC and Marvel have so many like very similar concepts, inspired by each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a team Let's effort. Put a positive spin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Namor, Aquaman. Well, what do you uh, think is going to happen when you have like writers ping-ponging <laughs> back and forth between like different like companies? They're gonna have similar ideas. Yeah, I'm okay with it as long as the story is good and the art's beautiful. Um, so Galactus is mad about Thanos like being super powerful, taking away planets from him to eat, and then we cut back to he makes a he makes a calculation that. Two percent of that shockwave that Thanos sent out is gonna hit Earth, and then we cut to Earth, and so we got this character Cloak, who is, from what I know, is commonly always next to Dagger, and from what I understand, apparently because of his powers, she kind of balances him out because she's yeah. light and he's dark, and his dark is kind of really bad. Even though he's a good guy, it just like it's like a not great energy to be around. But he's just standing on top of the roof, being sad that she disappeared, and then. All hell's breaking loose, and we get our boy, the number one bub, Wolverine, <laughs> saving some families, even though things are still really bad. And then you get Iron Man in the next panel doing some readings, 
gets shot down from the sky, and the whole West Coast just gets wiped out in a panel. Yeah. When I look at those panels uh, at the shockwave hitting Earth, I just get such strong vibes of Akira from it. Because it just looks like those scenes of urban destruction, like yeah. water, just everything collapsing. Super cool. Yeah. So then I then I had a question, clarifying question, and for people in Colton and myself to confirm. So in that page a couple, like a chapter ago, when they showed the missing heroes that all vanished, one of them was Human Torch, mm-hmm. who sets himself on fire. But on page 77, there's a character that looks exactly like Human Torch. Is that supposed to be the one... I've heard about who took place around like World War II, Captain America, the original yeah. Human Torch, or he was just called the Torch because he wasn't human. Well, that's retroactive. He was called the Human Torch, but then when they brought him back, like a few years ago, when they brought him back again, mm-hmm. they just called him the Torch since Johnny Blaze was around. Okay, but yeah, this is the original Golden Age Human Torch, one of Marvel's. Actually, Namor and this guy were Marvel's first two superheroes. That's crazy. Um, and the, and it's funny, in the old days, the way you could tell the two of them apart was because the Golden Age Human Torch, you can never see his facial features yeah. when, he's, when he's on fire. <laughs> I say, that's interesting. And at the time, he was a member of the West Coast Avengers. Okay. So wait, did they show Human Torch? I feel like they're face? not going to really need a job anymore since there's no West Coast. Yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, the Cal- <laughs> California, West Coast, which is in California, is gone. Cashing on that unemployment. Oh, that means much of my relatives are gone. <laughs> oh, no, we're gone. This was the oh thing. yeah. <laughs> this was the thing. People, so were we teachers in grade school or people coming in doing guest speeches talking about earthquakes when I was growing up? Told me it was going to happen and made me afraid of all the time. Mm. They're like, "Yeah, you better move inland because if you st- choose to stay here on the west coast, it's eventually going to fall into the ocean." So why are you telling us that? We're like ten. <laughs> oh jeez, like, yeah. Like don't tell us that. Like, so when you read this, you started shaking and getting the I sweats. Like, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Flashbacks. Like, good, I was like, "Good thing I didn't read this when I was ten or 11. <laughs> Like, that would have really, like, mortality was starting to sink in because of all these teachers. I should have been enjoying myself, not being afraid of giving a scrape on my knee, (laughs) living in a bubble. Yeah, I think every, you know, generation has that. Because before that, you had the Cold War and nuclear annihilation. We've got earthquake. That was was our problems in early 1990s and 2000s was earthquake. Yeah. That was what scared me. Like, I had no concept of war and, like, other stuff. But they're like, you're going to die from an earthquake. It's like, cool. Wow. See, see, I had uh, nuclear war. When that, when was that, that big earthquake that was like, was it 2000? The Japan one? The big one when we were in grade school. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was, I was in the bathroom for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> was that the Nisqually quake? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That huge one. I yeah. was, yeah, I was in the bathroom for that. And, uh, <laughs> felt so embarrassed <laughs> leaving the bathroom because <laughs> I was using the urinal. I fucking fell over. <laughs> did you get did you get urine everywhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> midstream. I fucking midstream and I walk back and like I was too dumb to like really realize what was going on and I walk back and I see all my classmates under the table and stuff and the teacher under the table she's like, Get down I was like, Huh? <laughs> like I was just red faced from like like trying to play off that I didn't piss all over the wall. <laughs> wow. I just cannot believe I shared that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, folks, when you come in and Trevor's working, I'm, bring this up. Oh, shoot, I'm too lazy to edit that out. Maybe I will. Uh, anyways, so we get back to Asgard with the Sky Fathers all hanging out. I felt like this was the dumbest, most pointless thing ever in this thing. They all get together, and I'm like, cool. Apparently, Odin, the All Father, and all these big name gods are going to team up and take it out. 
they didn't even do anything because immediately a shockwave hits them and they can't leave Asgard. They're stuck on an island, basically. Yeah, I mean, that surprised me, too. He says the space-time continuum has shifted and they've been cut off from Midgard and all reality, so they're trapped there. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. That was easy. At least we don't <laughs> to have trap to them. them, right? Yeah. Yeah. No resolution. Yeah, and then I love that the last two panels were like, I realize this yet. Still, my heart and soul damn me for a fool. I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't have taken 30 pages to get, try to do something. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't have stopped hanging around all the table telling your bro stories and just gone to it. <laughs> so then we go back to Namor, who's Marvel's version of Aquaman, but he's also like, so you said he's like one of the first Marvel heroes. He's also yeah. one of the first mutants. He's, he is. So they didn't... He, he's a first of a lot of things. Yeah. First mutant, first Marvel hero, first... Hero in a Speedo. First hero in a Speedo. He's also like Atlantean, uh, part Atlantean, first half mutant. Um, yeah, and then you've got original name, Namorita, who I didn't know was a thing. Oh yeah, that's his. Uh, that's his cousin. His cousin. Okay, so it's like a super. So he's like Superman. yeah. Who at the time was one of the new warriors. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so they're they're dealing with a bunch of disasters going on. Still. That was. A, I love that. That was beautiful. The underwater scenes with yeah. these. And and something I really liked about this, they show these these volcanoes rising up out of the ocean floor. Mm-hmm. Namor's watching this, and then he takes off because he realizes this is kind of going to cause huge tidal waves. Yeah. And I was thinking when I read that, you know, you don't see that often, especially comics of this time, '90s and before, where something like that would happen, and you would see something like tidal waves, the 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 side effects from that. Yeah, like that was really cool. Notice, and yeah, he like talks about how like amazing it is. He's like, oh wait, shoot, and he's like, gotta go. And then you get Namorita who's going to rescue these two honeymoon couplers basically out on like walking along the boulevard from a giant tidal wave. I love the big panel of the like tsunami about to hit, like how big it is. Yeah. Um, Atlantic city. Yeah. Super good. Colton, do you want to talk about page 82? Uh, page 82 is actually a prophetic image of what will happen <laughs> if the current EPA continues to uh, deregulate any effort in the United States to combat global warming. Yeah. It shows a Trump hotel being absolutely blasted with a giant, uh, swole of uh, seawater. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> utterly destroyed. Basically, yes. <laughs> so that that was a that was a really great Easter egg for us. We should send a copy of this to Trump and go. You know, <laughs> this is prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> and then so the next page is Japan's gone. It got completely wiped out. I was that was really sad to see. Yeah, we, Thor just flying over where Japan used to be. All Japan are gone. Nothing and, but water and seagulls. Jeez. Yeah. And then we've got Those the rest seagulls. of the seagulls. Where are they going to go? They're just going to keep flying around, dude. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they're built to fly. They need rest. They'll go in the water. Um, we got the Avengers still doing damage reports. Like, they're all talking to each other, like, talking about how bad it is. I love if you, like, look at some of the characters throughout this, too. Like, you see, like, the tears in their eyes and stuff, like, from, like, the horror that they're witnessing and everything. Uh, coming up, there's a couple that I like really stood out for me, but I don't think Namorita. I don't think Namorita had one, but I know She-Hulk has a couple spots with that, and you also see it in Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was in the page where Tony Stark is talking on 77, just Scarlet Witch talking about like how there were millions in California, like, and they're all gone. We couldn't save them. You can see like the tear like going down her face. Like, it's devastating. Mm. how much they're like losing from this so then we go back to dr doom arguing with adam warlock and dr strange and that's pretty much the end of that chapter i wish doc ock was with them that could just be the doc squad doc squad 
Um, a, any any other comments about chapter two? Oh man, it's so. I just love what they do in, with Thanos in this. It's so interesting because it occurred to me reading this. I was like, you know, if he wants to be with death so much, I mean, logically, okay, kill yourself. Then you yeah. get, get to be with death. But because, like all the classic myths, he's a mirror of human emotions. Mm-hmm. He's got all this pride and anger and obsession ego. with her. Ego. Yeah. yeah. And, and it makes him so interesting. In a way, I think people always compare him to Dark Side. In some ways, I think he's slightly more interesting than Dark Side because he has so many relatable human characters. I mean, Dark Side's interesting just because he's such this, for- this ungodly force. Like, of- yeah, like he's an unstoppable force. But like also, yeah. I read that Jack Kirby 100 where it was like this re- reveal that his power comes from people being afraid for him, kind of mm-hmm. afraid of him kind of thing. And if people weren't afraid of him or if they found out that he was afraid of that, like that would be a big problem. So I think that's real. I think I like that about him mm-hmm. is because he needs to be this unstoppable force and keep people afraid of him. Where Thanos is, yeah, it's like this complex, like nihilism and ego that are like tumbling over each other where he's ultimately, I mean, his own downfall. It's kind yeah. of like chaotic evil versus lawful evil, I'd mm-hmm. say, between them, because they're both probably on par in, like, design and, like, power. Yeah. But Darkseid's so methodological mm-hmm. about how he, like, pursues, like, his endeavors. Yeah. And, like, Thanos just like, all right, got this power. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Oh, didn't like that. going to reverse that. Yeah. Uh, start of this chapter, chapter three, I didn't actually notice the first time I read it. The, the Thanos in the sky? was made of planets and that on the next page <laughs> that he, he moved them there. So I didn't know. I wasn't sure what Mephisto oh. was saying when he's like, oh, you purloined them uh yeah i don't i'm sorry can you define purloined for me i feel like it's like something like a cat rub against your inner thigh and like meowed <laughs> purloined okay <laughs> i like that i like I'll, that a lot it, uh use it in a sentence <laughs> i think it means basically you you stole stole from them yeah so and i love what he's doing to what is he doing to star fox here i mean He's, he's turned him into a big bouncy uh, parking lot balloon ribbon type he's thing the that's flouncing around. Tube man. Yeah. 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 Everybody needs one of them. They're a hype man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waving around. These, and then when he becomes wacky, waving inflatable tube man, you finally see Death up in the corner smile. <laughs> and just, just, just crackle like, smile. This is what I've been waiting for the whole time. Everybody loves a wacky, wavy, inflatable tube arm man. <laughs> that's what I go by Jiffy Lube for every day. <laughs> uh, then we get. Uh, page of scientists for Nick Fury finding out that because of that shockwave that did so much damage to Earth, it actually got knocked off course so they're heading for the <laughs> Ice Age to end all Ice Age. Uh, since they're moving away from the sun, we're back at... <laughs> Things just keep getting worse and yeah, worse. <laughs> Doctor Doom is still arguing about the leadership between who should... between him and Adam Warlock about leading this assault. We get more disaster stuff happening. We get a Black Widow page where she is rescuing rescuing people from a burning building oh i i love this one actually because she fails to save somebody and Mm -hmm. just her reaction and how crushed she is yeah and you get like she falls from this or she gets hit by this like building falling gets knocked down these people help her out and they're like you did all you could and she's visibly battered i think it's like yeah i wasn't expecting that and you just see like through a black eye you can see like the tear of her just not just it's not enough kind of thing dealing with it and then we get the roll call for all the people that are going to help in this big fight so 
Thundercats assemble. Yeah, you got <laughs> Iron Man joins in. Spider Man's in for this fight. Wolverine, uh, flaming Q-tip, Fire Lord dude, Drax, Nova, Cloak. I like how they're all stepping out of the portal or walking out or merging out of it, but Namor is somehow rising out of water straight up. <laughs> yeah. That was the only one that felt a little off to me. Well, no, no, think of it like this. He's If he's underwater and he's swimming forward, that's their equivalent to walking forward, right? So, of course, he'd be swimming up. Or I guess you'd be swimming like head first at them. I, the, so why would you be swimming? <laughs> yeah, this looks different from all the other ones. I figured he would look like Nova, kind of if he was coming out of the water, or kind of like a Spider-Man thing where you see like the web coming, like angling down. There should be one where he's like angling up. Maybe, maybe he saw the portal. and He's like, I'm gonna make a splash. That's just that's just a <laughs> Trevor nitpick. Uh, come on, artist, let's get let's get with it. Let's, you know, let's be consistent. Let's make it real. Uh, other than that, you got Cyclops. You got Scarlet Witch. And then Hulk, they're like, oh, Hulk won't join us. He's mad at us. Uh, we'll work that out. And Hulk's like, JK, I'll join. Yeah, JK, I'll <laughs> join. So you got your your final squad here. And then as they're still talking, Adam Warlock, Doctor Strange are going to get a couple more reinforcements. And then you get a cool page of Moon Knight. Which yeah. Was, I really like this page. Yeah, in New York. And I don't know my New York landscape well enough mm-hmm. i don't know there's a panel of moon sky moon Knight on this building looking at the hudson river or whatever it's all on fire whatever that famous bridge is right there which i don't know which one it is mm-hmm. is on fire and it's just it's just such a such a sad scene yeah <laughs> you can see on moon Knight's face full full the full frustration. mask but you yeah. see a little like furrowed brow there yeah. through the mask i love how his cape makes a moon like yeah. shape when he's oh swinging. that's what that is I was so confused yeah that's yeah. his cape dude. I was like is he riding on like a moon <laughs> no glider he, that's a, funny too cause, but... yeah because that's the thing they used to do with him a lot visually back in the 70s and 80s and not so much anymore really they're missing yeah. out that's really cool I like it and he's got like moon moonerangs basically yeah <laughs> I forget what he called those but it's yeah where there's like pastries like the moon bars <laughs> just mm. always eating them moon pies <laughs> just constantly eating moon pies you guys moon. fight him I gotta I gotta eat some moon pies yeah <laughs> oh I'm sorry this moon pies really good not sponsored um then you get a couple couple panels of Cloak who's kind of worried that he's not up to the task of battling Thanos and Spider-Man's giving him a pep talk and even Spider-Man even though he's being super positive and everything, he's like in his head. He's like, "Man, I wish I was as positive as I was as I sounded." <laughs> We're all gonna die. That's his thought. And then we get the reveal that Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer are meeting with Epoch and Quasar, and the big reveal page. Uh, I like. I barely know much of these characters, so Roman, I, I, I would appreciate it if you took the lead on this one. Okay. Um, so yeah, they've, we've got Warlock and Surfer and Quasar and Epoch, and they're meeting with, I don't know if they're really meeting with, they're um, in space amongst all these. Communing with. Yeah, communing with all these Marvel cosmic characters. Um, the biggest one in so many levels is Eternity, who's the living embodiment of the entire Marvel universe. universe. He, I like his design the most. Yeah, it's a great, another uh Steve Ditko design originally. Really, um, I thought Trevor, you like uh, Lord Chaos, just that mouth. 
oh. or the face with a bunch of stars. I didn't say I didn't like it. I <laughs> oh, do yeah. like that a lot. But yeah, Lord I, Chaos and Master Order. Eternity looks really freaking cool. Yeah, Eternity is awesome. Um, we cool. got we got Chaos. You had to you ought to the former Watcher for the Earth region mm-hmm. is now dead. Um, Epoch, of course, the Living Tribunal. Who I always thought was pretty cool. He's the cosmic judge of all realities, and he has. His, he has no neck. His head floats above his body, and he's got one face that is completely revealed, one face that's completely covered, and one face that's like half, half. revealed. I'm just gonna say right now, Tribunal kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, he is. Because <laughs> like he sees the really big picture, and it doesn't matter like how many millions yeah. and millions of people are gonna die. The Stranger, who's one of the elders of the universe, so he's like uh, the the Grandmaster yeah. and the Collector yeah. kind of thing. The Collector, the Gardener, yeah, the Stranger's Gardener. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and all all these elders used to have an infinity gem each. Okay. Galactus, of course. Um, I'd forgotten about these characters. Love the and hate? embodiments of love and hate. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever appeared other than this story. Maybe they have. And Kronos, that's maybe the Titan god of time. I forgot there was a god of time in the Marvel Universe. Also, I like his design, too. Basically, I like any of the designs that have like the universe or galaxy incorporated into them oh you'd like the old captain marvel then because he always when he used his cosmic awareness his face would be covered in in universe like that really that's cool i like that a lot and then we have a couple celestials well celestials i also love the like the celestial design not so much these ones but um very daft punk yeah a couple of years ago (laughs) the uh it was the avengers event where they uh fought like the children of apocalypse yeah and they like the whole goal of that story was to kill celestials basically i love the design of the celestials and that they look so cool and then in the um the ultimates too run that just finished up last year i really like like the the new celestials that came out of that like the evil ones that yeah, yeah. were made i'll have to show you colton that was a really cool story it's like dealing with eternity and all these like these entities like that's basically superheroes like trying to punch this that's yeah. a, oh man I, it's one of the things I love. We all love about comics is ideas like that. Because Jack Kirby, when he created the Celestials, I remember reading an interview with him. Is because in the seventies, I remember my mom, my mom reading these books. There was a couple books called Chariots of the Gods, mm-hmm. and and I forget the sequel. Oh, that's one that like Ancient Aliens is based on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Ancient Aliens. And yeah, Jack Kirby had said in an interview that he he was so taken with the storytelling ideas and that that he created the Celestials, and they they went to different planets, did genetic engineering, basically took like caveman humans messed around with them genetically and created the Eternals and the Deviants and oh the Creek had come here after that and created the Inhumans so yeah, yeah the, it's all these people, aliens people coming to Earth people were messing and, <laughs> with us constantly yeah jeez so yeah so the, we got all the big players here the real the real the real players and the Tribunal just says none of it matters he pieces out Eternity pieces out um and Vatu says, you know, I'm basically pacifist. I just watch. I'm just here to watch and record. And Galactus doesn't want to take orders. He's basically big Doctor Doom. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. This is the Watcher is basically a millennial. So he's just going to he's just going to binge and not actually do anything. No. Says he cares. Um, so they all have kind of a minor dispute, and then people are finally like, "Yo, we're with Adam Warlock. Galactus has to fall in line." Basically, we cut back to the Avengers. They're they're in that waiting stage. They're all getting kind of antsy, waiting to go do this big fight. Doctor Doom, here's the spot you were talking about with Doctor Doom, where Iron Man's just like telling him, "You're just gonna grab whatever like 
you're just gonna plan on grabbing whatever you can out of this mess to like consolidate your power and dr doom's like yeah that's that's me got me that's totally me <laughs> so they're just getting you know a little getting antsy a little antsy and you know we're getting ready for the big fight because we cut to thanos who watches vatu the watcher just show up and, and they're like oh the watcher's here shit's gonna go down <laughs> Shit's gonna go down um and then you get a cool uh you get a cool on page 119 interaction through 119 through 120 because they find everybody's asking where wolverine is and they said he's going up to the roof and people are like but the hulk's up there they're so, gonna fight yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're also worried about that <laughs> so they've had they've had a, a number of i've seen like one or two fights with the hulk and wolverine but they've had a yeah. number oh yeah so cool interaction between the two. And they're have, just blown off. Just blown off, having a smoke, talking about in their own way, their own they're their own monsters. And Adam Warlock is just like, yeah, because of that. If anything, if, when push comes to shove, one of you's got to kill him, kind of thing. But then he's all. But later on, he's like, no, no, no I don't actually think you're gonna kill him. I was yeah. just telling you what you wanted to hear. Basically, uh, so then we go back to Thanos, who's basically just had it with Lady Death. Doesn't. Like well, he's just just super mad. So he creates the perfect, perfect partner. Taraxia, basically, female Thanos. Female Thanos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have the chin though. No, I feel like they missed Which out on nice. an opportunity there. <laughs> but I love this. I love the next panels that come up after he creates her on one twenty two, where he's kind of just rubbing it in Death's face, saying he doesn't need her. But as like Taraxia, his new girl's like swooning over him. Also, Star Fox is still getting warped around in the background. Uh, <laughs> He's I so wiggly inflatable. I love the six panels in the middle of you see her mm-hmm. walk away, him like being smooched on, but he's not paying attention to his new girl. She's still walking away. Zoom in on his face, still walking away, and then you get that gleam in his eye. Yeah, he's still he still loves her, and he still wants to be with her. He's just trying anything to yeah. get a rise out of her. Yeah, I mean he's doing this all to try and get to be with her. Yeah. And so where we're at now is we got everybody's assembled for the good guys and they're getting ready to go do their thing. I love the eye of Agamotto in uh with Doctor Strange in this. It looks really cool. I love how it gets super gigantic too to make like a portal basically. Mm, yeah. Like, that's sweet. Um Silver Surfer and Adam Warlock take off to go do their own thing. Oh, and uh Doctor Strange casts some magic, so Everybody can breathe in space. Yeah, breathe in space since they're just going to go to the death disco shrine. Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody else is in their positions, and they all end up teleporting to the death disco death shrine. And that's the end of that chapter, and time for the, time for the, big, the big fight with an appropriate page, Come and Get Me, for number four. <laughs> oh, yeah, that cover. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Just super cocky, so I love I love the dialogue for this, where basically all the the text boxes are Star Fox just witnessing everything that he's mm. seeing and how Thanos like nothing bothers him like stops time everybody's frozen like this is gonna be a cakewalk and the big the big twist of Mephisto the devil a super evil dude talks Thanos into giving up his, like, part of his godliness, his, like, omnipotence, mm-hmm. and lowering himself to a level where there's a chance Omnipotence? Can... Omnipotence. Omnipotent just makes omnipotence. him sound like he's just, like, he's very fertile all the time. <laughs> he's omnipotent. Omnipotent. 
Well, you know, if you're a god, you have to be. Yeah, I guess that's well, true. Yeah. Look he, at the Greek he, gods. I mean, he just, like, <laughs> made a woman out of nothing, so I guess he is potent at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> he has that power. Um, so, yeah, he talk, He gets talked into lowering himself to where there's a chance that there's a very, 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 very small that's chance like that they could win. 0.05%. Yeah. I'll... I'll, I'll and so clever how Mephisto does that to yeah. say, you know, she won't be impressed. Death won't be impressed unless there's a chance you could lose. Yeah. Courage rouses everybody. And so the fight commences and you've got Drax and Hulk double teaming the punch. Drax gets knocked away. Hulk has to run away. Yeah. The fight just goes on and on. And then you get your first two deaths. Basically. Uh, what does he put on them? Is it like ants? It looks like meat. I think it's supposed to be decay, but yeah, it looks like something fuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I just, mold. <laughs> I, I just imagine it's like the sensation of like you know plaque if you don't brush mm. your teeth, like just all over. Mm. Yeah, that would be bad. This is a public surface announcement. Please brush your teeth, <laughs> front, back. Yep, floss, you know, swirling motions it can lead to heart problems if you you know. Yeah, that's true. And then meanwhile, like all this fight is happening, basically Adam or Adam Warlock and uh, Silver Surfer just hanging out a light year away and Silver Surfer's like why are we hanging back I could be helping fight and Adam Warlock's like basically saying those people are all just sacrificial lambs like they're not gonna win yeah <laughs> which I think is such a I don't want to say bold statement but such a unique idea to have all these heroes that have all their own comics that like we always see as powerful just being written as sacrificial lambs yeah yeah and I love the fact that Warlock is the general here, and he's hanging back to the surfer. And when the surfer hears him say that, surfer wants to go help his friends. And Warlock's like, no, no, bigger picture here. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then circling back, because we talked about it a little bit on 113, was the conversation where they're talking about how Thanos was beaten the first couple times. And it wasn't from Captain Marvel or Warlock. It was Thanos himself that helped defeat himself. Mm. Because they say either consciously or subconsciously, he provided the heroes a means to defeat him. Yeah. So that was very interesting. And it shows basically in where Mephisto talked him into lowering his power so that there's a chance that they could win. But the fight continues. Does that have to do anything with his character not believing he should have power or like having some like inferiority complex? Something like that. Cause there is, I think maybe at the end of this Mephisto or somebody or Star Fox makes that observation that yeah there's there's deep down you don't want to you don't really think you deserve to have ultimate power and yeah that, that kind of makes sense too about like having death validate him that he has all the power in the universe but he needs the respect or like admiration of this one being that loves him mm-hmm. or that he loves yeah 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 that's yeah it's very like it was way more depth thanos than i thought like, yeah i thought it was just a big villain that they had to punch um, so the heroes are all fighting. Doctor Doom tries to steal the gauntlet. Doesn't work. Yeah, Thor actually knocks, stuns Thanos for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, after he loses the hammer, and that's where yeah, I was like learning that this guy would turn back into normal human if he's not near the hammer, which I think is yeah cool that they're still doing that concept with Mighty Thor right now, yeah. where they have to have the hammer to like be be Thor. Uh, so people keep fighting. People keep fighting. Oh, I forgot about the Wolverine part. Oh god! Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it was brutal. Oh, they turn his bones into what? Rubber. Rubber. Yeah. Jeez. What's I forgot that happened. I was like, wow. So this was before 
Vendetta ever pulled out his adamantium, yeah. Thanos turns bones to rubber. <laughs> so he's just sitting there flopping on the ground. Oh, while Thanos is flopping in the air, or Star Fox is flopping yeah, in the air. That's intense. <laughs> Gives him the arrows treatment. Yeah. Rubber man. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so you still got Silver Surfer getting really like ticked off that he's like sidelined right now and wanting to wait. More people are still fighting. Um, was it Scarlet Witch gets taken out? Oh my gosh, she yep. gets like eviscerated. Yeah, doesn't she get eviscerated by Cyclops' beams? Isn't that what just happened? Uh, no, like he's doing a sort of like they're having a beam off, mm-hmm. and Thanos' beam overcomes hers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and just that look of terror on her face. Yeah, was uh, that was one of the things that stuck with me, like one of the most noticeable deaths. Because they, I think they talk about like how like powerful she is and how great she is, mm-hmm. and that she was still no match. Yeah, and then you just got Cyclops who gets taken out with a box on his head, like losing all the air. Jeez, that's also brutal. That's like a slow, like the slow death. It's got to be the worst one. And then you got, yeah. so then you got Thor who barely makes it back and like can't breathe. Like he turns back into normal human. Vision gets killed. Yeah, uh, gets his chest ripped out. Yeah, cloak whose power is like he has like this extra dimensional portal inside of his body or cloak. Yeah, the dark force dimension. Yeah, he swallows Thanos, but can't hold him. Can't hold the Thanos. Can't hold the Thanos. <laughs> Thanos breaks out, kills him in the explosion. Yeah, um, just like bursts out of him. Uh, you get. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I, I just love in the when Thanos bursts out of cloak and rips him to shreds. Everybody's attacking. What's up? Doom is standing in the background all fried. <laughs> and also in the background, uh, Taraxia is like choking Iron Man. You think she's just choking him, but the very next you panel, you see Iron Man's head oh, go bouncing yeah. past. You know, when I read through the first time, I actually noticed that. I, like, no, I, I, didn't I remember seeing Iron Man decapitated, and I was like, when did that happen? Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, you don't even see it. It's just, it happens. Just but it's yeah. not that big a deal. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Do you think on that bottom panel uh, that Thanos' eyes are just, they're so gleaming that he just has no eyes anymore? <laughs> they're just yellow balls. They yep. are. It's great. <laughs> That's cosmic intensity. He's just baby. having a lot of fun right now. <laughs> he, he's loving it. He likes a little bit of choking action. Um, then you've got Thor, who's back in the action. He's been able, able to get the hammer at the last second before he ran out of air. Um, so they go. he gets back into the fight. He starts wailing on him. Uh, yeah, I love how Taraxia, yeah, Taraxia comes up and brings Iron Man's head over to him. Did I do good? Yeah. Dad, dad lover? Dad lover. <laughs> uh, Drax and Fire Lord get sent back in time, and they just get left there, which, you know, I mean, it's better than dying, I guess. <laughs> uh, so Thor, he like, turned the Thor into glass? What was it? Oh, yeah, he turned into glass, then turned, shattered him. Sh- shattered yeah. him, and then turned... Nova into toy blocks. That was a cool death. Yeah. That was... Oh, and did you see in the back another Spider-Man gets killed in the background? Yeah, it gets his spidey heart Taraxi ripped is out. bashing his head in with a rock. Yeah, it's a rock he's <laughs> bashing his head in. Yeah. Jeez. I didn't even know, figure out at first. I was like, wait, whose hand is this holding this bloody rock? Oh, wow. Yeah, freaking intense. Quasar gets his hands blown off. Which were like where his bands were coming from. I like how he's just like, he's real cocky. He's got his hands all powered up. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> And Not thing, again. Yeah, and the funny thing is that it happened in his own series before. Oh, jeez. <laughs> From some other villain. I don't think it was Thanos, but I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so that just leaves basically Captain America. That's all that's left. And oh. Captain America does a cool, like, speech about never giving up. And Yep, great uh, Captain America moment. Worth dying for. 
and he loses his shield and is about to take take the final death punch. And I love at that moment though, uh, Adam Warlock tells Silver Surfer, at, "When I say go, you need to like go and shoot over there." So it's this great moment where he yells now, and it's this cool panel of you see Silver Surfer going at like light speed, and like like blending into the page as it does like a eight by or four by four or four by two panel of like Thanos about to punch Captain America, Captain America looking at him, Warlock watching, Silver Surfer out reaching his hands out trying to grab the gauntlet, gauntlet coming in, real close up of Captain America like accepting his fate basically, and staring staring Thanos down. And what was it? Yeah, Silver Surfer misses. <laughs> yeah, you had one job, Silver yeah. Surfer. <laughs> and then yeah, he misses, but Captain America still like gets his punch. Punches in. Thanos, gets his punch square in the face, and gets backhanded. Does he? Ba- ba- I think I think he That's dies. That's what kills him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he died from that backhand. Yeah, I think it snaps his neck. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and then Thanos is like, "Oh man, that was a close one. I should probably go back to being omnipotent." Om- om- omnipotent. Omnipotent. Om- omnipotent. I need to go back to being real potent. Bring out, <laughs> make some, make some more people. <laughs> and then the real fight begins because then all of those like entities, eternal people, then, yeah, all the cosmic beings, all the cosmic show beings up. show up, and they're ready to throw down. And so. this one gets weird. <laughs> Ast- <laughs> the astral conflag conflagration I'm bad with words today <laughs> can't do it conflagration conflagration all right so what was this page to 173 lost the page. there we go this is like basically the final chapter basically i feel like the washers had like a giant bucket of popcorn at this point <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great okay. if like throughout marvel comics he's always just snacking on something watching like a big soda like a big gulp or something i feel like he should have the same tone as uh what was her name the teen nuke person from deadpool just like oh yeah cool just texan like never never impressed never (laughs) nothing bothers her uh so yeah now we got the the cosmic beings versus thanos and shit's about to kick off so the fight starts commencing you've got they're all kind of doing their individual assaults on the whole thing meanwhile um star fox eros uh is in a bubble with Nebula spared by death so they could keep watching and everybody's else seeing like all this shit go down so what is it the celestials are throwing planets at them which I thought was really cool they're just taking I I, I was believe I was believing that they were taking the planets from the Thanos that was spelled up in the sky and they're just chucking them <laughs> at them I like them apples I like them planets yeah but what is that that does nothing basically um the time the time entity throws him through time but somehow breaks through it still order and chaos start zapping him and they both get blasted away time gets blasted away uh love and hate get blasted away i mean everybody's like still nothing like all these giant entities are still not able to take him down and lay death still not impressed yeah yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And then at the very end, Mephisto shows up and tries to steal the gauntlet as they're all in the middle of fighting these big entities. And I can't... So, yeah, they all blast him at once, and it still does nothing. Like, just... That just... I mean, that proves to show, like, the Infinity Gauntlet is, like, the ultimate power of, like, the Marvel Universe, basically. Yeah. Like, hands down kind of thing. 
well, yeah, if you've got the reality gem, I mean, you can control eternity. Yeah. So then, what do we got here? What was the final? The final battle is uh, eternity shows up, and I love how there's like, like things look really intense, like for his like body now. Yeah, his inner galaxy. Yeah, his inner galaxy is just lighting up with like flaming stars, like streaks going everywhere, and just super pissed off looking. I that might be one of my favorite panels from the whole thing. Is that one? Yeah, I just. All the purples and the colors yeah. and just the design. Super gorgeous. All right, so then they fight, and the universe is not doing too good, as you can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer go back to Doctor Strange's place. And, and Doctor Strange update. Yeah. It's uh, not going too well. Do you see your friends here? On the plus side, did you bring me any snacks? <laughs> Doctor Strange, I mean, you're just hanging out here. You didn't have to do anything. My one of my favorite panels is right after that when it cuts back to uh, cuts back to Thanos. It doesn't have a page number on this one, which it's like what one, two, three, four pages after the one that you really like is yeah that page right there where Thanos yeah. is like the, he basically became the entity. It looks like yeah, yeah because he even has like the half face that Eternity has. Yeah, he ate him. Yeah, that that's one of the cool panels. Yeah, he. That was probably like the coolest reveal. So he basically shed his body and no longer needed it anymore, which ultimately the big twist is because he's no longer in his body, Nebula, who was supposed to be basically like brain dead. Yeah, like a zombie. Yeah, walked over, took the gauntlet, and became the thing. Yeah, and so Thanos went, got sucked back to his body and... Now his granddaughter, who he's tortured for years, has got all the power. Yeah. I love that twist. That Yeah, that was a really cool. I was curious of who was going to get it kind of thing and who was going to take it off. Talk about female empowerment. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the panel. So <laughs> circling, circling back around about the breathing thing. So because they were – so all the Avengers and stuff, they needed like a spell to make them breathe in space. It's like so they breathe air. But we're – he when uh, Taraxia was made by Thanos, his like perfect girl, she, he talks about in this in a panel. It shows her floating in space, and he's like forgot to create the ability for her surviving in deep space with the mm. aid of like godly power. So she died because she couldn't survive in space. But weren't they already in space, like on a floating platform? But I think what he said was that if she was near him, uh -huh. that she would get that back, uh, or that or that like yeah. she was able to breathe when she was in his area of effect okay yeah when he had the gauntlet on sure he should have made her be able to breathe in space it's design flaw well, or maybe it was just a subconscious choice on his part yeah to allow her to die because he realized that although she's perfect for him she's not the perfect girl self-sabotage yeah mm -hmm. typical heterosexual cis dude <laughs> 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 all his real thoughts are just only about him yeah damn Mic drop. My <laughs> romance. <laughs> this gets real deep in this podcast. Just everybody needs to hold out for like an hour and forty minutes, and it gets real deep. <laughs> we just go for another hour, like talking and about, about like, Thanos. This. Represents male fragility and, and fragile masculinity, all wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to the the boys down at Doctor Strange's place, and Thanos gets teleported to them. And surprise twist now. 
Thanos is on their side. <laughs> and we get is everybody, because everybody says Nebula, like, you know, Thanos, you're pretty bad with that power, but Nebula, you made her so messed up that she can't be trusted with reality. Yeah, she doesn't have, yeah. like, the, like, fortitude, like, the mental fortitude to handle, like, like the cosmic awareness and, like, awakening kind of thing. Yeah, that was a nice touch that she's been so traumatized that she's more dangerous than Thanos was in a way. Yeah, even if she doesn't think she is, it's, like, she will be. And so they bring back a bunch of the heroes that either died or didn't die. So Thor never got smashed, it looks like. He just got turned to glass. And then, uh... Oh, oh yeah, well, because, because she undoes th- everything yeah. that Thanos did. That's right. Yeah, because she tells... But there's only a couple. She makes it back. go back 24 hours. Which yeah. at this point I'm like, oh Nebula, you're like doing pretty good compared to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that was pretty good idea. You think? <laughs> so then they get this whole conversation where now Thanos is like, yeah, I'll team up with you guys, but I'm gonna be like Doctor Doom and I'm gonna take that glove back. Yeah, even though I killed, even though I killed all you. And then there's that great speech with uh, Adam Warlock and Thanos. Um, I don't know what were your guys' thoughts on these two pages. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but. This was really cool. I love where he kind of corners Thanos and, like, calls him out on his self-sabotage and everything. Because Thanos' big thing is he's like, why should I help you guys? Like, I don't really care, mm-hmm. like, about your plight. And then Adam Warlock says, I know you. I can give you some insight into yourself. Yeah. And if you help out. I thought it was good. I think that this entire time we've been learning about Thanos, but we don't really know his character and why he does what he does we just kind of see him doing mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah i agree this was this was really good and I, fa- and I love the fact that the warlock as he's saying these things thanos's body language he is totally like oh crap yeah you're right do you and, notice that there's no gleam in his eyes during the, any single yeah one his of eyes these are just yeah. black are gone <laughs> i yeah i definitely took this infinity gauntlet story away as like more of or less of like having like less of an Avengers story and more of just a Thanos story. Yeah. And that's I, I was excited like more now after reading that when they were saying that basically the Infinity War story movie that's coming out in May is basically a Thanos story with the Avengers all like in it. I think it's gonna be really cool if they pull it off the way they did with this because cool. yeah, it just really dives into Thanos, tells you a little bit about him, shows his like mentality, his flaws, how strong he is, and yeah, even – yeah, I don't know. It was really good. <laughs> so that was great, and you get the you get the realization that he'll help. Everybody jumps back into the fight. Goes back to the death disco. Yeah. <laughs> Return of the death disco. I mean, she – for as much, you know, for as much, like, crap that Thanos gave her, I'm sure it's not, it seems like she even appreciated the death disco and its design. <laughs> She's like, so, you know, you got to appreciate good art. I hate all that torturing did to me, but this death disco. <laughs> you know – I'll have to give it to you. This Death Disco might have been your best thing. Um, so all the remaining heroes that were alive and villains since Doctor Doom's there try to take her on one last time, and they easily get stopped. It doesn't last as long as the other ones did. And you get the final confrontation with the, the big hitters, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, Thanos, and Adam Warlock ready to fight her. And basically how that goes down. Um... Uh... What is it? Oh, yeah, she snaps. Yeah, this is where she turns everything back 24 hours. Yeah, here it is. And even Thanos is like, don't do that. And that's where, yeah, all the heroes that died, and everybody is back in yep. whatever location that they were at, 
kind of thing. Everything's restored. There's Mary Jane. Mary Jane. <laughs> I was worried we weren't going to see her. I was worried she never came back from the, <laughs> the disappearing act. And at the very end, they yeah. So because she does the twenty four hours thing, she goes back to being a husk again. Yeah. Which yeah, they tricked her into doing that, which was pretty clever. Yeah, and I love the cleverness of that. That they had two. These two cosmic beings are both defeated because they screw up in a very human way yep. and forget, oh, crap, this affects me too. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really cool. And so they end up beating her, and Thanos gives her a whole talk like, yeah, you know, at least you learn about some mistakes are worse than others, especially especially when they return to haunt you and then turn around to all the cosmic, the cosmic beings. Not happy they got their asses handed to them, ready to throw down. <laughs> and she gets... mind blast pretty wrecked like i mean they talk about it too like this really cool two-page spread of this time instead of easily being defeated because they all went one-on-one against the infinity gauntlet they're just like how about we just all attack at once kind of thing and that seems to go a lot better because yeah she gets defeated basically i like how there's like all these floating head ones that have like energy blasts coming out of their foreheads and I like how Lady Death also joins in on this. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Oh, yeah, she was down there, yeah. <laughs> Who else was in that? Yeah, Lady Death. Uh... Oh, yeah, Mephisto joins in, too. You see him over on the right side of the page. Oh, yeah, he is there. Next to the stranger. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's in on it. Yeah, that was cool. I really like that surrounding. You can, like, page around and get any angle. Oh, Epoch even helps. Oh, sweet. Good job, Epoch. <laughs> is he shooting a beam out of his eye? I don't. I can't tell. I, no, it's just shooting out of his red hair. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, what a waste of a good eye. Um, and then they're still. I mean, they kind of get overpowered for a little bit while Adam Warlock's doing his whole soul gem stuff. And then we find out. So the Green Lady that was in one of those dead bodies in the beginning that was part of the troll in Adam Warlock mm. was Gamora. I didn't. I did not yeah. expect that. Yeah, she was Gamora. Which is interesting seeing her personality, the way she used to be compared to nowadays. Where she's, like, tough and... Yeah, because before she was almost kind of a little flirty sometimes. She wore that, like, green... Well, that... uh, uh, What do you call that? Bodysuit netting. Oh, the Um, netting suit, yeah. Yeah. The deep V-neck. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Iron Man's swole. I just got to say that. He gave gave himself some, like, iron muscles. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of his biggest suits of armor, I think. (laughs) He pumps iron, dude. Oh, God. Boo. <laughs> yeah. I feel like each podcast so far, I've gotten one boo. One boo. <laughs> one boo. <laughs> Don't worry. There will be plenty of boos in the future for you, boo. I'll try to limit it to one boo. Thanks, boo <laughs> <laughs> Um So, yeah, everybody's still talking with Thanos, talking about the like the events going on. Nebula turns all the cosmic beings into like stone statues. She basically yeah, look at how wins. twisted up they are. They all look like they're just in agony. Yeah, that's pretty messed up looking. And you ever see Galactus looking like he's, you know, about to hurl. Yeah. Like strangers' necks all twisted. Uh, celestials are all messed up. Yeah, that's just pretty intense. I think Death's in there. Yeah, Death's in there. She looked the big Mephisto. head on the far right. Yeah, she became the big head on the far right. She, it, Both of the it, things it's are It's still her, her disco hall. Yeah, it's her disco now. Um, so then we've got Adam Warlock's doing his thing in the soul world. And eventually what happens is, I mean, they all tackle her and get the glove off. And Well, the, isn't it that like Adam Warlock, they're in this soul world, and he makes it so she has to drop the glove like it hurts her? Yeah. So 
uh, drop it, a bunch of scrambling. Everybody scrambles to pick it up. Like Thanos tries to go grab it, isn't able to. You get that final page on 242 of everybody reaching for it to stop him to make sure he doesn't get it. And at the very end, sweet rainbow burst, and Adam Warlock's got the glove. And he's just like, I got the power. Uh, back off. And nobody wants to mess with him. It was... I kind of saw that coming, though, honestly. When I was like reading this, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's just like going to take it and decide that he's most suited for it. And then Thor gets a good wallop on him and sends him flying through space. <laughs> I love that. It's the spinning hammer effect. I love it. So then, yeah, I mean, we're at the we're at the end of this whole thing. So Adam Warlock's got the glove. He tells everybody he's gonna put it to good use. I'm gonna be uh, God now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope you're okay with that. Bye. I put a note in one seventy eight and one seventy nine. I want to go. Oh, finished. I'll wait till we get to the end. Um. So yeah, they're all fi- They all talk about what's gonna happen now, and they all take off and then it's just adam warlock gamora and pip the troll so good gamora was always so was she not like the daughter of thanos in this um <clears throat> i don't remember if she still is or not i mean she was supposed to be originally mm-hmm. and it's it's like magneto with his various supposed children yeah she may not actually be and nebula is his granddaughter okay and i don't remember in the comics now because i think in the movies she still is yeah thanos's daughter yeah, um, interesting. I thought I remembered a thing in the seventies where she was kind of Thanos's consort, but I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, now all three of them are in in they're in the Soul Gem. In or wait, no, they're not. No, they're just hanging out out in just yeah some and then, farm planet. Yeah, yeah and then they go planet. to this planet, and they get the biggest reveal of all. They turn Thanos into a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his Thanos armor, his Thanos suit. Thanos, which I think is kind of ironic that he turned himself into a scarecrow. Yeah, because it's still got his like his purple face and everything, face and <laughs> yeah. chin on it somehow. And you find out Thanos is just a you know a simple farmer, a simple super jacked farmer, and you know is living a simple life now. And so yeah, they have that whole speech about you know like ultimate power and everything. I'm just imagining he has like this big monologue how he's going to be the most powerful organic <laughs> local farmer. <laughs> He becomes Kellogg's. <laughs> oh, this is within the Soul Gem, actually. Oh, oh is? is it? Yeah. There's here when Thanos, after Warlock and his buddies leave, Thanos is going back to his porch and talking about how he uh, wished nothing more than to spend the rest of his days within the peaceful environment of the Soul Gem. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That, he's, that's Thanos talking about Adam Warlock. So I'm not sure if Thanos is within the Soul Gem also, or if he's just on some planet. I think somewhere. he's just on some planet. I'm gonna go with planet. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah, Warlock wouldn't want him living there in the Soul Gem with him. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Roommates, roommates. Yeah. Oh, Adam Warlock's staff got cooler too. Now it's gold, and its wings are out. Oh more. yeah, the wings are out more. Dang, that's sweet. And that's basically the end of it. I wanted to go back to why yeah, it's I... a happy ending for Thanos. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> See, they really want to put humanity in. I don't know why. My note says 178 and 179. Jeez. That's all it says. 175, 173, 74, 75, 77, 78, 79. Oh, yeah. 70, 178, 179. Yeah. The powers unleashed in the initial class are beyond the powers of words described. Yeah, just 
the the dialogue and it's talking about what's happening and everything. Entire solar systems in the immediate vicinity vicinity are ravaged by the effects of the celestial clash. Just super intense. And then one ninety, it was talking about. Oh, did I have to count the pages for that one? Might have to. One eighty four. Yeah, see, after page 184, it's just the art's so big, there's no page numbers. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, like, at this part, yeah, because he has the reality gem, like, you see him all, they all attack him at once, and he goes, no. And then the bottom three panels are him getting eviscerated and then him smiling. So, basically, he just warped time and, like, put it so that never happened to him. Yeah, yeah, or reformed, yeah. Also, I didn't notice this the first time through because that shrine was originally worshipping death. But now both the heads are him instead of the human and, like, skull version of Lady Death. It's just him. Yeah. And I like when Nebula took over, then the heads became hers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, overall, what did you all think? I mean, I really liked it. It's just something I noticed because I've been reading a lot of classic DC books recently. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised by the diversity of color. In this book, compared to other books I've read from a similar time in DC, there were three green people in it. <laughs> okay, not that. <laughs> I meant just the color that they use for the art in general. Yeah. Because I feel like DC is maybe it's just the specific books I've been reading, but they've been very maybe like five or six colors. But this had like everything in it. I feel like this had to have everything in it because it's such a cosmic event, and mm-hmm. like I mean, I feel like having every color on the spectrum does a good job of helping, you know get that across it's it's on such a huge spectrum everything's happening kind of thing i i thought it was really great i also really appreciate as somebody who's not very well versed in marvel mm-hmm. being able to just pick it up and for the most part like i might not understand all their references but i understood what happened yeah which is always really fantastic because i know some people when they want to read comics they are so afraid to just open it up mm-hmm. because they don't they're feel like they're going to be stupid mm-hmm. but i think the writers were very intentional about not making it that way where having the background would make it a richer experience yeah. but not completely necessary and yeah. it's and it's stuff that i mean besides asking roman it's something that you could casually just look up on wikipedia like if i want to look through what was that page 60 or whatever when they're looking at all the heroes that are missing um i mean if i really wanted i could marvel wikipedia each one of those and find out yeah. like who is Box? Yeah. Why did yeah. you think that was a cool name? That that's yeah, that's what I did with um uh Epoch. And that's Epoch. basically how I got most of my base knowledge like for the gaps to catch up to yeah. the current Marvel stuff. Yeah, it didn't feel super in my face knowing what happened. It, yeah, self self-contained and I think that's my favorite like Marvel stories is when there's no volume 1, volume 2, it's just that and you don't feel completely weighted. It was cool because it delved into the villain. It delved into like each of the villains like and their motivations kind of gave like a base like base knowledge of everything um for like the the cosmic beings and who they were and i mean the heroes were all pretty straightforward as far as like what they did their heroes like besides the fact that i mean current stuff like drax i didn't realize he was dumb and there was a guy with flaming q-tip I also like the pacing, too, in it, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's really easy in big event comics to kind of forget the emotional element of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be really focused on moving between set pieces 
or showing explosions, but I think this does a really good job, particularly in the beginning with like the different destructions or phases of destruction of Earth. Mm-hmm. You get to see how the heroes are reacting. Yeah, they like for every single one. I loved how it also did kind of a before it did each hero like Spider Man, Captain America, Moon Knight, Black Widow. They all had to kind of like a little picture of them to show like this is their like little page story and yeah like what they were grappling with like the moon knight one he was really frustrated and really like torn because the city was on fire black widow was doing everything that she could without superpowers to save people from burning buildings and was just getting like beat up like damaging herself just to save people scarlet witch was like in tears watching the west coast go down everybody was torn it was really really like intense to see yeah jim starlin did a great job with this showing those little human moments and getting the impact of well, the, hu- the the human level impact of these cosmic events and everything, but not doing it with clunky exposition. There weren't any any uh, you know like the little text boxes at the bottom with an asterisk going, "Oh, see issue blah blah blah." Yeah. Explain this because that because you know that kind of interrupts the flow of the story. There's yeah. none of that. I think they just got it all crossed. Like the art spoke a lot. They told a lot of the story where it didn't have to be like given to you. You yeah. could just look at the art and you could understand what the characters were feeling mm-hmm. or like like during like especially the trippy sequences with the cosmic beings like it's kind of hard to try to wrap your head around like these constructs Mm -hmm. of like love and hate or like eternity but then just seeing them do their thing it kind of explains in a non-verbal way i felt like also like i said uh page like 178 179 i think while the art like did a good amount to like speak for like the characters to see what was going on and just show like these beautiful imagery, I think like that page one seventy eight, one seventy nine, talking about like what you're seeing and like even what you're seeing is still so hard to describe mm-hmm. was like super well done. I didn't, I don't think that the, I think that it did a great interchanging of where the art did really well for speaking for what's happening while the writing was still very good, and then the writing did a good job for speaking for really good art with like. They could have totally done it on their own, but they did it in a way where they weren't stepping on toes. Well, like it just lended to each other super well, and I, I, yeah, this this art really like really grew on me. I was was worried like originally like reading older classic stories because I was like, ah, oh, the art's gonna be so old for me. I'm just a dumb millennial who just <laughs> wants everything new. Can't even go back to playing old Super Nintendo games because <laughs> it just I can't handle the graphics. But this, yeah, I really like this. This is really cool. I would love if I would love if they did like kind of newer comics like this again still. So yeah, the yeah. artist you said was uh, George, George I mean, Perez. I always say Perez. I think it's. I mean, if I pronounced it, I was actually supposed to be pronounced. It's there's different emphasis. There Don't forget on the to syllables. give credit to Ron Lim. He also did penciling. There's a lot of people to give credit for this, but cover art George Perez. Yeah, I like this this art. Yeah, it's, it's really very cool. it's very. It's very clean, but it's never boring because it's so highly detailed, and he does innovative things within the panels and with the panel shapes, and sometimes with no panels, just like those big pages where the like the face, the dinosaur, the skeletons coming out of the dinosaurs that's being disassembled. And uh. I want to say George Perez is like the J.J. Abrams of comic lens flares because mm. I love the gleams. <laughs> I love the gleams. He, that's the, one of his trademarks, too, the gleams it, on Iron Man's so armor, yeah, Cyborg's the, armor. The, the Thanos eyes, the even eyes. on the freaking the front page cover, yeah. the gauntlet. Ah, oh, so good. There's even a panel in here that he does. Um, I know Django's a fan of this, too, where he does the um, 
Zipatone shading on Iron Man's part of Iron Man's face. Mm-hmm. And they used to do that in comics a lot back in the day, especially 70s and 80s. And it's just Zipatone's this like little sheet of material that they would put on to give instant shading to anything so they wouldn't actually have to go and color it. Is it that? Yeah, yeah right there. Yeah, that is kind And of you don't little, see that anymore because I think a bunch of little dots. they do it differently computers now or something. But yeah, That's I cool. love that. I like that. That is cool. Yeah, there's a lot of lens flare in this. <laughs> I like it. Um, awesome. Well, mm, and this if, is... Oh, sorry. If you, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say I su- was surprised rereading this for the first time since 91 that um, Thanos is such a a realized character. He's yeah. Re- he's relatable, you know, because we all know what unrequited love feels like and pride and and you know messing yourself up because you're too prideful, too too obsessed with I'm some person. I'm and, <laughs> and what it's like to live under a power-hungry, unstable dictator. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. I'm, re- I'm really curious that I'm I'm excited and curious how they're going to do the cinematic version of him though cuz mm. is death is death going to be part of it? Well, just the cosmic entities, they haven't they've mildly touched on the celestials, but with like they, they went to they went to the corpse of one and in volume 1 of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, they did, yeah. But that's and they kind of have ego, but I don't they talk, It's going to be very interesting to see oh. how our heroes fight a all-powerful being. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they play it off and mm-hmm. how they talk about it. And really, if they're not going to put death into the concept of the movie and part of his character, I'm curious of what is going to be yeah, what's part be of his driving force. Yeah, what's his motiv- motivator? Yeah. I wonder if uh, Scarlet Witch is going to like be a big key player in it because she's kind of shown a power over the Infinity Stones. Like when, like with Vision, she was able to kind of control him. Yeah, so and it definitely. I definitely have a feeling that both her and Vision will have more understanding and more. Oh control no, Vision's going to get that gem ripped out of his head. And die. We know this. No, and, he, and he'll be rebuilt. Then he'll come back. He'll come back all white. And... Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's just that's just gonna be special effects. Just being lazy. Like, come on, guys. Mustache. Oh, now. we forgot to color him in. Render that. <laughs> render that stuff, please. Um, yeah, I think this was a great read, especially since yeah, Infinity War is what two months away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, March, April, three, two and a half, three months away. That's crazy. So I think this was a great read to pick. Uh, would you rate this? What would you rate this? I, uh, boy, I would give this a ten. Ten? Yeah, and and the follow-ups like Infinity Crusade and stuff there. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to read those. And the, you said the one before this was Infinity Quest. No, this was the first one. Oh, that that first storyline where, where he, he gathers the cube gems. and everything. I don't know what that was called. Uh, yeah, I was wanting to know what the story is where he gets all the gems. Is my like oh, because I remember I, I remember seeing that there was a series where yeah he like played the grandmaster in a game of chess to like get the gem from that one and he tricked the grandmaster oh. i was watching yeah, the, i was watching that? youtube comic story and i'll have to look it up and i'll get back to you but yeah he like tricks the grandmaster into a game of chess by making a robot version of himself hmm. to like look to play and the grandmaster thinks it's actually him but he's secretly like stealing the gem yeah i really I th- thought I th- they made deep blue reference then <laughs> hopefully i uh, think they must have done that as like um after this because I don't, because I think they after this they were like, oh yeah, I guess we should explain that. Yeah. And then they, because yeah. the other was an inf- Infinity Quest, I think. We'll definitely have to look that up and find out. Colton, what would you uh, give this one? I think before we had our conversation, I was like leaning towards an eight, mm-hmm. but then after our discussion, probably get a nine or a nine point five. I was thinking nine point five for me. Um, yeah, I really, I wasn't sure how I'd feel about the Thanos character, but it was really cool. And when I first started reading. I was kind of like, oh, wow, he's just really obsessed with death and really in love. I don't know if I'm going to care about a villain like that much. 
oh that's really cool and the fact when it started going into him being his like own downfall basically mm. like either consciously or subconsciously like, that's really good like yeah. that was pretty great and the way they use heroes like they're all sacrificial lambs basically like they're not gonna win like there's all very interesting stuff that yeah. i was not expecting yeah i love the way warlock used everybody to get to that goal yeah uh so we will be doing next month's read and instead of surprising everybody and not saying what we're gonna do we're gonna kind of figure that out now Ooh. so we've done flashpoint we've done infinity gauntlet and just move around the table and find out who gets the next pick. And that's going to be Colton. What are we reading? We're going to be reading 1980s masterpiece written by Frank Miller, The Dark Knight Returns. No, we're not. We're not? No, we, we <laughs> will. I was going to end it. <laughs>